going on. All what's right. what's the record between you and Sonic Fox these days when you play Skullgirls? Oh my god, I think it's so lucky every time. It is uh, not yeah. good. Luck, huh? <laughs> I feel so like maybe every like time. one, every time like once out of like the seven that's like. everybody welcome to the tuesday show i am james chan once again joined by ultra david and tubaware how you guys doing i'm doing so great james so great <laughs> so great what about you tubaware my lamp is broken so it's gonna be dark in here for until i buy one i don't know soon <laughs> great update all right well let's yep. uh, tell everybody what we're gonna be doing today we have, as you can see on the side here, number one, we're gonna be talking about the DNF dual beta. Number two, we'll be talking about the fella who owns SNK nowadays. We'll be talking about Street Fighter V, uh, which James is now calling the DP edition. I week, don't I don't sign off on this. It's the week definitive patch. It's the definitive patch. Come He's on. He's going with it. Uh, then we're gonna have to kill Sage on to talk about a bunch of stuff, including Skullgirls and Dragon Ball Fighters. We have our own 5-5 five, five matchup about free-to-play fighting games. Then we'll get viewer question 5-5 five, five, five matchup. Then we'll do the mailbag. And then we're out of here. But let's get back to the beginning <laughs> and talk about DNF Duel beta number two. All right. So uh, kind of out of nowhere, beta number two just announced. I mean, there wasn't any like fanfare or anything like that. I mean, this is what DNF Duel has been doing, right? So... Uh, True. Not even a big fanfare for telling us when it was Very getting released and stuff. Whatever but, works, man. And not yeah. much time in advance. It was like a week beforehand. I don't think it was yeah, even a, a full before. week beforehand. No, when I don't we think found it was. out. Maybe not. Yeah, it was, it was some days. Yeah, some it days. was very soon beforehand. Over at home, nerds. We exactly. Got this exactly. Yeah. So it happened. It was uh, basically Saturday and Sunday, more or less, depending on where you live in the world. But like Friday night to Monday morning ish, kind of. Um, so Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, it was all the same characters as last time, plus uh, Ghostblade, uh, who was new and, you know, basically the same otherwise. I don't know. Let's let's talk well, about uh, one thing I want to mention is, yeah. can you believe they released patch notes for the beta? <laughs> like, that's right. I think that that's actually kind of neat and hilarious and, and it adorable. Was bit, it, was, it was a choice. Yeah, it was, it was a choice. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it's like to, to set a good precedent that they're yeah. going to be doing that yeah. often. But see, I mean, like, yeah, I think you put it right. I think it was cute. I think it was maybe a little bit of a waste of time, though. Well, it was funny in the, the actual notes that they had, too, because every character got a buff. And they, they really didn't change that much. There were, like, some slight changes here. Yeah, and there, that's but... what I mean. Like, all right, sure. It, I'm it, glad it, they're doing it. And again, yeah. I mean, to get into the game just a little bit, I barely played it the first beta. I got to play it a lot more for the second beta. But mm. man, like, I'm glad that they only buff characters because I I am really digging the... I mean, it's obviously not as broken or fast as Darkstalkers, but like 
the idea of vampire saviorish idea that every character is just really stupidly busted in their own way. And I, I like that. <laughs> I miss having that kind of fighting game. And, and we're getting kind of close back to that era again because, you know, Strive is kind of messed up and Five's definitive patch is kind of like really made things a lot crazier now. But I really love the fact that, you know, was it Vanguard just had normals that just reached three fourths across the screen? <laughs> because why not? And not like Dalsum well, style, I mean, but just like you hit it and it's there. Who have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few characters have. <laughs> There's that. a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Rangers normals are just gunshots. Oh He's yeah. just already shooting you. <laughs> you mean Dante Pool? Yeah. Dante Pool. Fair dude, enough. Ranger yeah. is ridiculous, dude. Holy crap! But yeah, well, I uh, mean, so so just to kind of get into this, which character stood out to you, you know, so far as being like really strong or just really well, cool? Before before we get into that, I want to preface this that I don't have a PlayStation, so I didn't get to hmm. play. But I did watch a lot of the game. I watched a ton of it. Also, I want to just bring up, because I just want to make sure that we keep this in people's mind. This game is being developed by the same team that made Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It's made yeah. by Aiding. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, these characters are all nutty. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, <laughs> of course they are. They made TVC and Marvel 3. Like, Baroque, this isn't their first time having a Baroque function. You know, like, that's right. They're, 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 they're seasoned in doing this. However, yeah, obviously, Date Pool is like, duh, I'm playing that character day one. No question. That's like, <laughs> Dude. grenade, wait, lots of bullets, wait, do something crazy, wait. Like, that's, that's my character, no question. Yeah. You can just stay up in the sky forever as you're doing the yeah, man. Like, Dude, someone hit me with well. like a 30-some yeah. 30, 30 hit combo of just doing the Dante gunshot straight down into the shot, into the shot, into concentration, into the shot, into the shot, into the shot. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was kind of funny. super sick, dude. It builds up so much white life. Like, oh, there's so many already people finding so many like white life building. Yeah, just absolutely strings. Inquisitor looks sick. I definitely want to try her. Dude, I want to try everybody in the game. Like, maybe except for the grappler, and that's just because I just don't play grapplers. Hi, Wooly. Thank you for the raid. Appreciate that. Hey. Oh, hey, what's up, Wooly? Hope you're doing well. Wooly and everyone. I mean, as far as far as DNF tool, maybe just more broadly, I before we get to individual characters and how strong and stuff and interesting we think they are, um, I, I just wanted to say that as far as the game design goes, I'm really interested in some of the choices that they're making because they have they have this kind of funky combination of like grounded Street Fighterish type of gameplay in <laughs> in, in, one, in one respect, but sure. with like mega zany options from something like a i don't know like a blaze blue or an injustice one or a guilty gear or whatever like some this other series that has some gnarly stuff in it and then as far as the defensive tools they give everybody at least something that is a counter if not a full-on straight-up invincible right, dp right, right. Mm -hmm. and you get you get a you get a guard roll there you can be guard crushed uh there's baroque basically is tubbler was saying there's guard cancel uh, so you can, there's like all these these features in there that I feel like are you know we did see people over the couple of days of this beta like definitely figuring some stuff out but there's there's like clearly so much more in my opinion so much more potential for ability to find things considering all of those like there's definitely there's right. defensive tools for sure there's there's gnarly offensive tools that are like clearly the first time you look at them obviously gnarly offensive tools and then once you know how the game is going to work really well like they will be gnarlier 
Yeah. Uh, so and, I, and, I really like that game design. Like, I like let me have a zany, fun party time. Like, it's dude, totally I'm, how it feels. You just described Darkstalkers. That's why it's like the yeah. game that I keep coming back to for this game. It feels like kind of like a mod. It almost feels like this is like their uh, application to be like, let us make the next Darkstalkers. <laughs> Honestly. That, that actually might be the legit most sickest thing you've ever come up with on the show, Jay. Actually, not a bad idea at all. Yeah, that could actually be OD. And we didn't even work with Capcom to make you do Darkstalkers. That might... In, 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 in Arxis art style? Yeah, dude. exactly. Right? Specifically yeah. aiding plus Arxis. Yeah, Capcom yeah. can't be involved. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Capcom would just be saying, go. That's all yeah. that they'd be there for, oh, basically. Boy. That would but. be very, very cool. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just wanted to say that about the general gameplay. And then to talk about the other like other aspects of the game it just looks really great i love the art style i think this is my favorite of the arxis art styles in the new like system that they've built mm-hmm. um like maybe i might say dbfc just because it nailed how dragon ball looks so well like it just is yeah, so spot on it still looks like it could have came out yesterday dude it's so it's so great like it'll just always look great like it's just it, yeah but um but as far as like my my preferred art style, I think that this is the one that gets closest to it. It some of those cinematics, they're all the cinematics are sick that all the characters have, and then just like a lot of the character designs, I think are really really cool looking. They have other stuff in the backgrounds that I think are super sick. There's like this kind of I don't even know how to describe it, like a circular Egyptian mummy robot in one of the levels. What? And, <laughs> I oh, you're this. talking about the floating lion head? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, okay, I'm gonna have to Egyptian go back and... mummy? It just, it's just hands in yeah. the lion head, and they just float there. Yeah, right. <laughs> the I mean, right. these are probably enemies from DNF, right? From the no actual idea. Dungeon yeah, Fighter. Dude, I don't know, man. I Seems played Dungeon possible. Fighter when I was, like, eight or whatever. You know, like, your game is old. <laughs> I just think it looks so cool. I really do like it. And it's got it's got one of the gnarliest uh, pre-match, or, pre, like, pre-round start uh uh like oh complete English, nonsense words English, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the volition the violation yeah. of the, the, the the seeds of volition something something else i don't remember what it is but like it's just a really really nicely done complete nonsense <laughs> and i appreciate that yeah uh again i i think the game like i said so far i just love the fact that every and and you know what the cool thing about it is is like this they've kind of done this craziness but it's kind of like you know, mostly balanced. Obviously, there's some characters that seem really strong, but like, you know, the Inquisitor, for example, the first time I, I, I tried playing Grappler in the first beta and it was like two hours left in the beta. Everyone knew what they were doing, so it was too hard for me to learn. So I was like, all right, I'll just play Inquisitor. She's got an axe. She looks cool. And then I threw out a wheel and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever, right? Because it's just like this yeah. wheel, you're plus 789,000 frames. And like the other person just has to hold that. But in a weird way, like you look at that wheel, it's like, this is going to be the most broken move ever. And it's not. Like some how they've managed to make it so that things are broken but they're not and i, I yeah, don't but know it's, also it's pretty broken yeah it is pretty broken <laughs> time, it's pretty damn good yeah i mean she she doesn't have very strong overhead lows is mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. issue but i did also, see a setup the game does have a block button yes you're right so oh, she also has a cross up dash mm-hmm. but you don't really have to worry that much about that because of the block button but uh she, I did see a setup where if you're in a certain situation in the corner, she can throw out wheel and then Baroque and then wheel and then yada yada, and she gets to ultimately guard crush. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so that seems like it I might be that. pretty good. 
certain characters can guard cancel it and reach, but most characters will just get hit. And that might be the right choice, honestly. Guard cancel, yeah, just let yourself uh, get hit. Yep. If so, well, that's the kind of defensive choice that I love. I love taking <laughs> intentional... No, I'm being totally serious. I love defensive ideas that are are intentionally taking some damage to escape others. Oh, I just, yeah. I've always thought that's sick. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, though, uh, again, I just, the, the, like David was saying, the character design is just really sick. But, uh, you know, kind of going back to that, like, who stood out to you the most so far, David? Like, just so fighting here's against... My, here's, here's my experience with DNF Dual Beta. Uh, I played against Keats for about an hour and we got a total of maybe 10 matches in because we had to restart the lobby so many times. Right. And then I played for about another hour and I got a total of about five matches in because we had to restart lobbies so many times, et cetera, et cetera. So I just stopped playing at that point. I didn't think that it was mm. a good choice for me to just get frustrated trying to play. And that, you know, just, you know, not a, not a great like mental health choice, I think, to like just sit there and continue to get frustrated about that. So I went and did other things for the rest of the weekend. Uh, but I did I did watch a bunch of it other than that. So I didn't have that much experience playing in it this time. I played way more last time. And um, when I played, it's been with Grappler and with previously in the in the previous uh, beta, I played with Vanguard a little bit. I want to play with Crusader. My intention was to play with Crusader this time, but I just didn't want to sit through the horrible lobby mess. Mm. That's true. I saw your I saw your passive aggressive tweets, David. What well, was passive about if, that? Hmm, if the lobbies don't want to work, I can mow the lawn or whatever. I don't know. I can, was that passive I can in your mind? Thing. It was. It was I felt like I was being very actual aggressive. <laughs> okay. That's California aggressive, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, so as as far as the characters go, uh, I certainly liked a lot of what I saw in terms of. Um, in terms of many of them, I, th- I think that as somebody who was playing Grappler and a lot of what I've watched since then has been Grappler. I've been like looking up YouTube vids and stuff. Uh, I, I think you look at Grappler initially and, you're, and you think that the character is has a tough time getting in or a tough time defending, etc. But I think you know people were already doing fifty percent damage combos, dude, and crap. they're and they're going to be they're going to be better combos than that. And and they they ended up with him being in a mix up right after that, so he can very practically two touch like already yes. like day day minus eighty five or whatever it is. He can already do that stuff, and in the future that's going to be even stronger. So I think I think he's got his, this cool classic grappler design. And what I like about it as well is that he actually gets big damage out of command grab. It's not like in many many cases, many many grapplers, you get a command grab and that's cool. Maybe it's for setup or something, but like where you really get damage is in hitting. And and Grappler does big damage, whether he's doing command grab into Baroque, into whatever, or it's just like a hit into it. So I love that kind of mix up. That's definitely something I'm interested in. I'm glad Ranger has a DP, put it that way. I like basically everybody has a DP. Dude, Ranger, okay, like I haven't played Ranger, but I fought a couple of really strong Rangers. I think that character is a problem. Holy crap, that character is terrible. Uh, he's just—it's just early game zoning. Once you get the feel for the game, he'll drop down to normal. That's how zoners always are, right? Zoners and grapplers but both. That was—they the always thing. feel strong in the start. The of Rangers that I fought were like Street Fighter Five Dalsum version of zoning. <laughs> It's like you're sitting there, you block, you zone, and then he gets one good setup, and then he's just in your face. Yeah, and you, just you block like, one grenade, and then you're eating shit. It's just and like then it's just like Yoga Gales. Like the game all plan day. is exactly the same. 
Yeah, and so it wasn't just pure zoning. I mean, I felt like his offense was really, really strong as well. But, I mean, I think everybody feels like right now Crusader is the strongest, but that's also because none of us know what he's doing. I, I've actually read a lot of people think Berserker is the best. Yeah, I've seen that as Berserker's well. Berserker's really strong, too. Because yeah. Berserker can... Everybody else has to have the opponent cause white damage to them. Berserker gets to do it to himself and just keep going bonkers. Just keep right. pressuring, keep pressuring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he gets Baroque over and over again or whatever it's called in this game. But it's yeah. definitely And his Baroque. standing medium, dude... It's like it doesn't reach as far as everybody else's, but it just has priority for days. Like the hitbox on that thing is ridiculous. I mean, it hits people out of the air when they try to jump. Like he just stabs straight and it punishes. It's super fast. It's like Berserker's kind of sick too. Uh, but Crusader, obviously, you know, Agano style can just build walls wherever he wants to, but the walls actually hit you. And there's no yeah. obvious animation that he's starting it. And so when you get hit by the wall, then all of a sudden he does like 50% damage for a, you know, move that you can't even see telegraph that hits you no matter where you are on the screen. Crusader's pretty nuts so far. And I feel like most people would agree. Can you block in this game? Can you just up back? Like There's no team? air blocking. There's no air blocking. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rough. <laughs> Dude. Rough. I mean, the first hour, uh, first half an hour of me playing this game was me trying to air block and double jump everything. And, like, I yeah. couldn't do I either oh, of those no. things, so. Now I'm terrified. Yeah, yeah, you're just walking around, man. Dude, I mean, if you, you got, jump and like Inquisitor you got, throws out the wheel, oh, you're, you're done, so. <laughs> like, there's, there's roll, there's, uh, there's dash, obviously there's jump. It's not like you're literally just walking, but, yeah, um, it's not as as mobile as some other games that's why i think that it, it has this kind of street fightery but on sure. on mega craziness vibes you know and i think i think that's a really cool combination again it kind of it kind of reminds me of injustice one in that way with just like bizarre character designs that get to do things <laughs> that you like don't really think are reasonable to do but in the context <laughs> of the game it kind of works out yep oh man dope yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I've seen some people in the chat talk about how Striker is really strong, and I never really got to fight particularly strong Strikers, and, I, you know, obviously I've got giant wheels of death and flaming flame carpets and stuff, so it was hard for her to get in, but, I mean, I can imagine, yeah, like David was saying, you give us training mode and, like, everything is going to go straight to hell in this game, you know? Yeah. DNF, uh, they, put out a, they put out a poll for the people who play the beta so that you can go fill it out. And all of my answers were, it's too early to tell, because, you know, literally... Well, what, were the, no, what were the questions? Some of the questions are like, who seems the strongest? Do you think we should, you know, keep it more friendly for beginners? Do you feel like the offense is too strong, or do you feel like we need to add more defense? You know, stuff like that. And every answer I had to put was, it's too early to tell, because we have no training mode. Like, you know, I, I even wrote in one of the comments where you could finally type in there, because it asked, who do you think is the strongest? And I put Crusader. And in my answer, I was like, I think it's even dangerous for me to say that Crusader is the strongest because with training mode, we might just figure out how to fight him. And at that point in time, maybe he doesn't end up being strong. And I was yeah. just like, we just can't tell anything right now. I think that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think it's uh, a bit concerning if they're even asking. Oh, yeah? To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand why they... Why they're trying to put like their best foot forward and make it seem like we're listening to the fans and you, I, I get it I understand, 
But also, the fans are stupid. So very, very stupid. So so horribly, <laughs> horribly dumb that they don't know what they're talking about. And I, I worry that if you're trying to put your best foot forward and try to show that, you know, that you, we're listening to the fans and then you do it and it makes the game horrible <laughs> well, and uh, well, it's too late. Uh, you can't, you can't go back on it now. You're, you're listening to the fans. Yeah. I mean, they you, find out that the fans don't know. They don't know. You shit. are, you are a hundred percent correct, but the fans from the polls is what got us roll back and strive. And both of those, you know, the still Arxis, you know, kind of in the lead there. So hopefully, hopefully they're smart enough to realize. Yeah. But I think a game feature is much different from game balance. I really don't think they're going to be taking too close of a look. I think it's, I think it's more like, what if 90% of people are like, this character is too good. Like maybe then you kind of think about it, but that's not how it's going to end up. Of course, it's going to end up a lot, a lot uh, closer than that. And I don't know, I would be very surprised if they like took it verbatim or as gospel or anything in that way. So I, I, I would to, hope not, but it's to, worrying for me. To me, to me, it seems more like it's, it is trying to see if there's any like big outlier. There's any big problem that like is immediately apparent in two days, three days. Um, and, and other than that is probably just like intended to, you know, let people know that they're, they're paying attention and that they're, they're going to be doing their best when it comes to keeping an active eye on balance. Yeah. Anyway, it's still not going to be out until I believe, June 28th. Yeah. It is quite a while away, but yeah, yeah. pretty sick beta. Yeah, except for, really we haven't talked about this much yet, except for me briefly complaining. The lobbies are very bad. They oh, just, yeah. They're awful. I they're hate awful. The it's yeah. so bad. I'm, I'm, I am not looking forward to the game coming out and me being stoked about it. And then the first week, the lobbies don't work because that's how it always works. And then uh, after that, even after they quote-unquote fix it, I'm going to struggle as I look through all of these weird little graphical lobbies for no reason, trying to find somebody who happens to be in the same lobby as me instead of just pressing a button and getting matched up with another person to play <laughs> fighting games against. It's just going to suck. But hey, on the Preach. other hand, lobbies uh, may not be important because locals may be I'm holding up. out. I'm holding out that they have a matchmaking system just like Dragon Ball Fighters does. That would be nice. These guys yeah. do it. I mean, obviously, this beta was very sparse. No training mode. They didn't let us yeah. have. I mean, we have no information on anything. Is there going to be any one player content? Hell, if the game came out and literally had no training mode, like that could still actually be a possibility at this point. You know, it's just we literally know nothing about the game. So it's kind of a weird. Situation. I'm confident it'll have a training mode. Oh yeah, of oh, course, yeah. of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah. If it, we have if it doesn't, the game will be DOA. Like people, yeah. or you're just gonna have to do the same thing that we used to do in the days where we just did player. versus mode, and then yeah. set one person to eight star, the others to one star, and used your toe to block once you started hitting the opponent to see if it was a true combo or not. You know, that's what I did. Uh, what a time! All right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, in the next step of unfortunate kind of news out here, <laughs> um, so there was talk about you know uh, SNK being partially purchased by the Saudi prince. Uh, an article came out today on the Verge. I think it was today. Uh, yeah, today. it is today. Uh, that apparently now uh, that Saudi prince owns ninety six point something percent of SNK. Ninety six point one eight percent. 
That's a big percent. It sure yeah. is. And honestly, like, look, I don't know anything about stocks. And I, like, <laughs> this just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I was talking to Olaf about this. Isn't there like an infinite amount of stocks? Can't you just like buy stocks no. or whatever? But no, apparently not. And so how does someone get all the I mean, stocks? kind of. I guess you go out there and find everybody who owns the stock and you actually buy it off of them. Is that how it yeah. works? Mm-hmm. That is that is that correct. Is. It's also possible to issue way, way more stock if you want to, but then that's like watering down the value right. of stock so it's not as mm-hmm. commonly done. And It's and, like trying to print money to make the yeah, value of your money go higher. It doesn't work very well usually. Like it, it is important for some investment schemes, but anyway, whatever. Not, don't need to get yeah, into that. Yeah. De- definitely, this is a case of him buying other people's shares uh okay. so it's it's not specifically him as a human being it is the muhammad bin salman foundation so it's his foundation and we've, we've talked about this before as it's gotten ownership in you know five percent in capcom i believe the same in nexon and yes, nexon. some others as well yeah um, we mentioned so, it down here uh that's a different foundation though that owns capcom no or that owns Oh no, you're right. my my bad. You are you are correct. That's the Saudi Arabia oh, public yeah, investment yeah, fund. You're right. You're yeah, right. You're, public, you're totally right about that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I mean, it's a it's a monarchy. There's like some degree in which you can't really separate the the um, state yeah. from the person. But but yeah, no, fair fair point. Um, so look, I mean, I don't. I'm not sure exactly what to to say about this because we've talked about it in the past. I don't love supporting things that the Saudi state owns. It's not, it's not a case of me not wanting to support something that like the Saudi people own or don't own. Um, it's, it's specifically supporting a state that I think is doing bad stuff. Uh, and you know, I they own a, a significant amount of, uh, fighting games at this point. Um, SNK 96%, Capcom 5%. I'm not going to stop playing fighting games, honestly. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing the stuff that I like. It's just, I, I feel disappointed about it, but I also feel that like, I don't know, man. I mean, there's just a lot of things in the world that are like this, and you kind of got to pick your battles on it. And I think this is one where I'm gonna keep playing the fighting games. I mean, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Right. Yeah, uh, right. that's it's it's exactly you said that last time we were talking about this Tubo, and it's just there's no ethics in consumption. There's just it just really isn't right. And again, there's the whole good place thing, right? Like it's just like you can't everything you do has that kind of now. Obviously, the this chain of consequences that are unforeseen to yourself, right? And, and you know, it, it's kind of weird because obviously the guys like Oda and the entire KOF team have very little control over this, sure. right? Yeah. They can't really do much about this and they're no. sitting here making this game. But, you know, again, you know, absolutely 100% if this is information that makes it so that you don't want to play KOF 15 or anything that SNK touches or works on, you are 100% justified. <laughs> like, you know, uh, again, you know, it's tough. Like, I wish I could not support Amazon, but honestly, like, I'm like completely indoctrinated into Amazon at this point in time, right? You know, like. Super Muzi brings up a good point in the chat. They say, mm-hmm. no ethical consumption is not an excuse to consume without impunity. Yeah. 100% agree. Totally agree. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when, I, when, I, when I say what I said, 
It doesn't mean to, you know, buy all the stuff that is made by horrible people and support Nazi brands or anything like that. Uh, what I'm saying is you have to pick your battles. Yeah. That sometimes yeah. sometimes there's things that you that are out of your control that means you just have to do what you have to do. If you want to play an SNK game, that's cool, but just understand that if you know what it means, that you know what it means, and it's a battle that's not worth fighting for you right at that moment. And it has nothing to do with you as a person. It has nothing to do with your morality. It's just the fact that I can't buy water from Nestle because Nestle stole the water, you know, like, and it's for <laughs> some people, it's very hard to not use Nestle products. For some people, it's very hard to not use Amazon. For some people, it just it just is what it is. So, Espe you know, pick your battles. Pick your battles. Especially because under late capitalism, like, there's four companies that own everything. Like, it's crazy when you actually find out the umbrella. Like, they've done such a good job at making sure that whatever they produce has a different name that you yeah. don't realize everything is owned by one. I mean, I, I think I saw like the Nestle tree or something like that, but it like makeup and this and that, like they own like everything, you know? And it's, I don't know, it's, ugh, it's, it's, a, it's an annoying situation, honestly. I mean, the, the best way forward, in my opinion, is not necessarily through things like, are you gonna play KOF? Are you gonna play Street Fighter V or not? Um, but it's through activism. Um, so, I mean, mm. if, if you're somebody who cares about this kind of stuff, uh, then activism is the, the way. Uh, I mean, I'm part of a local group that does things. Um, I have run, helped run political campaigns in the past. Like, that's a very important part of my life. I ran uh, Joe Biden's campaign. I ran good old Joe's. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did do... Um, I did uh, phone banking for them, and it was and it was yeah. horrible for me. I am so awkward and on and uh, just it's very tough for me to be on the phone. As easy as it hey, is, this is Ultra for, David. I just I really <laughs> hate talking on the phone. I don't know. It's, it's anxiety inducing, but I did that anyway. Whatever. Um, so if if you're if you're somebody who feels strongly about this stuff, I think it's more important to realize that there are better ways, more um, constructive ways to actually get around it, like. You know, activi activism, organizing, that kind of stuff, making sure to vote if it's on something that you do have some control over. Um, mm -hmm. And th again, that's not to say I that... Agree. I agree. It's, it's not to say that in, in the other things that you should uh, ignore all of the other problems as long as you feel like you're, like, doing the things that you can do in that way. You don't, you don't need to do that. I think, as Brock said, it's about picking and choosing your battles. So this is, this is a tough bit of news. Uh, wish it wasn't like this. I also would rather um, pick my battles with other things and and take my sort of activism and, and energy and do it elsewhere. Um, and and, and but, the man. crazy thing, too, is like the history of SNK. Like Olaf will probably talk about this more, but he was just telling me today like how much the guy who created SNK had to struggle to even keep ownership of SNK because remember it went bankrupt and it got bought out by a pachinko company and all this other stuff and eventually he got it back and now you know it's just kind of a uh. it is what it is. Boycotting is definitely a form of activism. I, I would not tell you to to not do that. If if that to you seems like it's the best way forward, uh, you know, yeah, no, I'm, you're not going to hear anything negative about that from me. Yeah. That's Again, sure. like I said, I mean, I'm probably going to keep playing KOF 15. Uh, if you judge me on that, 100% justified. If you don't want to play the game, 100% justified. I will yeah. have no qualms about that at all. So, 
However, <sighs> how does it make you feel that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman of the Saudi royal family almost certainly knows who at least James Chen is? Almost for sure. What? What? No. <laughs> almost for sure. No. Yeah, almost, for sure. almost for sure. You don't Are you bump telling 96% me? of SNK and not know something about is, KOF. He's a huge nerd. The, 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 the Saudi Royal Probably government, watch it synchronize. Uh, it, honestly, it's, it's <laughs> for plausible. For listens, at honestly. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I mean, the, there, there was a Saudi rep at Evo Japan a few years back. Uh, they have had other fighting game events that are state-sponsored there. Uh, they have some ownership in both KOF and Street Fighter V, almost for sure. He knows who James Chen is. It's just a weird thought. I don't know. I don't know what to make it of it, really. It is a weird but... thought. I mean, I, I felt that way when I found out, like, Jamie Lee oh, Curtis I mean, me knows too, who to I am, right? Like, Jamie Lee Curtis probably knows who I am, right? Probably. And now, Jamie Lee Curtis has had very strong ties with FGC. You know, I literally know people who have, like, in the FGC who have become very good friends with her and yeah. stuff like that. So, it's just weird, you know? I mean, like I said, Ming-Na Wen freaking follows me on Twitter right now, dude. <laughs> you know, my favorites, one of my favorite singers out there responds to my tweets to her, and she has, like, a million followers, dude. Like, it's, it's kind of wild, so... All right. Yep. There you go. There yeah. you go. But again, look. All, all I got is Lupe. That's my most famous follower. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I mean, look, right. again, you have to make your decisions. And like, like you guys are saying, you have to pick your battles, right? And again, I have no qualms about anyone. You know, if you judge me, if you judge anyone else, if you do all this stuff, it's perfectly within your right. But. Yep. Man, it's just it's so difficult these days to 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 live that. Yeah, again, no ethics and consumerism. Yeah, basically. So it's, yeah, it's rough, man. It's hard. Mm. It's hard out there. All right, you know what else is hard? This name that you gave, saying this name you gave Street Fighter Five. <laughs> it's the Dragon Punch patch, man. It's the DP. Nope. Come on. No, nope, uh, definitely not uh, what I'm thinking of here. Yeah. 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 Why do you no. call it the DP again? All, all I see is DP week one. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing right now. DP because week one. They call it the definitive edition. It's the definitive patch. It's so why don't we just call it the definitive edition? Why not the, DE? Because the DP, it's DP is so synonymous with Street Fighter, right? Everyone it's, talks about the DP. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> not not people who don't know a street fighter like uh, matter of fact not even people that don't play the game competitively no but here's one, like, the thing right common knowledge that that's a dragon punch. right but that's people right like but we're already using that abbreviation all the time right like if you're sitting there and talking about like fighting games it was like oh she tried to stick out her leg and i just dp'd her right away there's like, a lot of know? weird things that we say in the fpc <laughs> that we probably shouldn't anymore too what i don't about, think we need to add to it what about a nice meaty dp yeah yeah, exactly. yeah dude you hit Ooh, him with a meaty dp a nice meaty dp oh <laughs> uh, I all right, so we talked about the patch a little bit last week, but that was just the very first day that it had come out. We just had had access to the patch notes only for like a day at that point. And it's always really hard to get a good sense of a patch on literally the day it comes out. 
also not that easy after a single week either but you definitely have a better perspective <laughs> sure brain genius like me day. and i figured it out in one day okay all right so yeah i think it'd be nice if we talked a little bit about the patch and how we view it after a week now that we know a little bit more about what actually changed etc and how it actually plays out in the game what do you guys think how how's the patch oh, overall gutted. Zangief, gutted e honda probably actually not but gutted all right, all my favorites. This actually destroyed. Wait, did you say did you say Zangief is one of your favorites? Yeah, because I like when David's happy. He's a good friend of mine. Whatever. But he had Dalsim. He had Dalsim. So, all my favorites and my friends' favorites absolutely gutted. And and some characters got the world. And Luke is still the best. And what other knee jerk reactions are there? I'm just trying to think of all of them that I've seen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, Just a kid put out a jury tier list. That made her look like she was top tier. I, I don't know what that was about. Uh, Alex. Alex is insane. Alex is so Alex cool is, now, actually. Alex is actually, one of the big Alex winners. Alex is dope now. Yeah, for, for sure, yeah. And like, yeah, in, in all seriousness, Alex is one of the big winners. Bison's a big winner. Luke probably got a little bit worse, but it's still the best in the game, probably. Uh, Guile, is- I think, is one of the big winners. Mm. I mean, he was. I mean, he just kind of stayed winning, right? Like him and Bison both. Maybe yeah. even arguably Dalsim, all kind of just stayed yeah. winning. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think there's actually an argument that Dalsim's the best character in the game. Really? That's my honest. That's my honest opinion, James. Yep. I think that he was already really strong. I wouldn't have said that he was top five before, but he was just outside of it. And three of those top five got nerfed. Two of them pretty substantially, and the other one I think that he beats. And other than that, like. You know, there's going to be characters who give him trouble. Dictator gives him trouble. He's really, really strong. Alex is probably really strong now. That, that gives Dawson trouble. Nobody wins every matchup in this game. Not even Luke, for sure. Um, so I think that doesn't mean that you're not the best if you lose matchups. I really think there's a chance that that, that, that is the case. I don't know. It sounds weird for me to say, but I think that is plausible. And as far as, as, far as Luke goes, boy, there is a lot of... Uh, reaction out there that has Luke being <laughs> there the sure is some reaction going on out there. <laughs> There's some reaction where Luke is the character that you have to play. I've seen quite a few takes from top level players, ranging from Daigo to people in NA to Caribbean to Europe, etc. People all over the place who have said that they feel that if they're not playing Luke, are they really playing to win? Because they feel that he is clearly the best <laughs> character in the game. And I guess I just think that that's not. I think that doesn't seem right to me without, without saying that I don't think he's the best because he definitely could be the best. I don't feel that he is so far ahead. I didn't feel he was so far ahead last patch, although, again, he was clearly one of the best. Right. But he got a little bit worse and several other characters got quite a bit better and several other characters didn't really change that much but got like a little bit better. <laughs> I don't think they should have buffed Luke's V trigger. That seemed like a big mistake to me. But other than that, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's one of the best. I don't think it's the case of you need to play Luke. But I also wouldn't be surprised if when the CPT starts up at the end of this month, it's soon, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of people. Army of Luke's. I would not be at all surprised to see right. that. Yeah. No. Because I, I think I think there is, even if it's maybe not 100% right, I think a lot of people will have that perspective and that like might make it right, if that makes sense. <laughs> bless you, bless Absolutely. you. Absolutely. 
<laughs> oh, I'm allergic oh, oh. to Luke, I guess. Um, no, I mean, the thing about it is, was Luke even as strong as Seth was when Seth first dropped? You know, like, I feel like Seth was I, kind I, of I, I, I scarier. Would think so. Probably. I would think so. But, I mean, because of the he's... amount of people that automatically put Luke in their back pocket. Right, but I mean, like, is it significant? Because everybody played Seth as well. Do you remember freaking yeah, but the, the Street Fighter is, League? They knew more patches were coming when Seth was there. They knew that that was not the last patch. More oh, balanced patches right. were coming. Luke is, this is it. This is the definitive theoretically, edition. Theoretically. Edition. Theoretically. I mean, I still think that there's potential for a few bug fixes and stuff. Like, yeah. there's there's actually a bug with Lucia that, that is really weird. I, I've never seen this before where uh, rolling and back rolling gets you out of a combo that's not an OTG. Like, that one just doesn't make any sense to me at all whatsoever because I've never seen that before. Um, <clears throat> but... You know, I don't think Luke is that much stronger, but you know, I, I'm just I'm just really glad that they were able just to make it so that the characters can be absolutely wild. Like you know, just the combo routes, like the increase in combo routes, I think is just so much more interesting and so much more fun because one of my favorite parts about fighting games is seeing people turn stray hits into conversions, which is why I love Marvel, which is why I love Guilty Gear so much because both of those games were like known for that kind of thing. You know, and it's so I feel like like there was a, cl a clip of Problem X landing something with Alex and then just doing this ridiculous juggle. And he was just like, clip that, clip that, you know, and I think it's really, really cool. So, you know, it's one of the things that I, I enjoy about fighting games is that kind of spur of the moment. Oh, my God. And conversion. And I really feel like Street Fighter V has upped that a lot and just given people a lot more opportunity to go different routes to have players express themselves better. I love this patch right now. I haven't really taken it online yet because uh, there's just too many damn fighting games. Uh, but, like, I really do really, really like this patch. A lot. A lot, a lot. And, you know, if this is, you know, their mindset going into Street Fighter VI, then, I mean, that makes me even happier, right? But... You know, I really do hope that, you know, you know, like I said, I hope that what they mean by the definitive patch is this is going to be the last big major change. But if there's going to be like they could still tweak a few small things here and there. And I think that would work. I think they could still do minor things like, fine, just turn Luke into a 950, 950 character or maybe even make him a 900, 900 character. Like, screw it. Just just make him like Cammy basically, so that he falls apart when he gets hit. So, uh, but Luke maybe is... Clearly the biggest problem right now, you know, in most people's eyes. And then, of course, the biggest loser so far seems to be Urian. Uh, a lot of, like, a lot of the Urian players are really frustrated now. Does that mean they just, now that they don't have a wake-up EX, they just don't know how to play anymore? Because they've never had to hold that defense, you know, before, but, like... I mean, it was already not a good wake-up. I think it was 12 frames right. up, if I recall correctly. Uh -huh. So they've already kind of had that. I think they did not need to both get rid of his EX uh, invul and also make Aegis 7 frame startup instead of 5. So I, <laughs> like there, there are some things that I wish that they hadn't done. I agree that overall it's probably the best patch, but I leave open the possibility that like Luke runs the show and then that would be a bummer. Um, and maybe it could be like how in Ultra, after Ultra came out and Geef initially had extremely good regular green hand, they ended up nerfing that a little bit. You remember that? So mm -hmm. there there was actually a, like a post-Ultra patch. Right. Uh, maybe they could do that kind of stuff again. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. So I guess we'll see. 
Um, yeah, Alex is a new man. I think he's definitely the big winner. Yeah, big Honda's, winner. Honda's fine. And Urian, probably the big loser. I actually do think Lucia might be slept on right now because I think she's actually really good. A lot of people are starting to, I mean, like they've improved her V trigger too so much that a lot of people are thinking that's the trigger to go with now. Mm. Um, I'm really happy. Is that right? Did James say that? James, James thinks Lucia is good. Lucia, Lucia might be good. Finally. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it all along. I knew it all along. She always saw the potential. Dude, even, even punk who plays Lucia, put her at the bottom of the tier list, okay? Punk, who played Lucia, Classic and when she first came out, said... Characters so can Lu- bring him out at the end of Evo, final game, oh, here's my pocket Lucia. I know what he's up to. <laughs> I think Alex I won Evo and TVC, right? Didn't he? Alex uh, did win Evo and TVC. Yeah. So maybe TVC mm-hmm. is Alex's best showing, but this well, is this He is could fight second. Giants. That was the reason why he was good back then. He could fight giants, and uh, he was one of the only characters who could, because you could command grab giants and interrupt their armor, and uh, Alex could do that. And, like very few other characters could do anything about the armor, so Alex had was a specific countermatchy kind of character. All right. Well, before we take a little break, uh, can I tell you guys about a nightmare that I had over the weekend? It was just. I got to get it off my chest, man. It was just, it was really traumatic. Is that, <laughs> sure. is that okay? All right. Well, sure, go for it. There I was in the densest, dankest part of this huge rainforest. I couldn't see very far. Jungle was just like too dense. The vegetation was like too fibrous and gnarled. The trees so tall and tangled, their branches full of split ends and the smell. It was like a, a cave nearby had shot a thousand farts into this jungle over the years. And despite sure. all the showers, all the constant rain showers. It still had thousands more to give. As freaked out as I was, I knew that I had to get out. So I started to walk and I walked up and down what felt like these two enormous round hills. And suddenly through the trees, I began to barely make out the outline of something big. It was like a huge cylindrical, like head-shaped sculpture. It was, it was so tall. It was so wide. I mean, not like so long and so wide that like it would be painful, but still huge. And yet uh, I could barely (laughs) see it amidst all this runaway flora. Suddenly, the hills beneath my feet began to rumble. Oh, this racket all this foliage was making as each giant tree trunk rubbed up against all the others nearby. And the head, the head began to grow, grow, rising upwards and outwards, staring at me. And all the while, paradoxically, maddeningly somehow remaining hidden ever behind its bush well i couldn't take it i sprang out of bed swing and i thought my okay dreams i get it fine i'll take care of it already i went to the bathroom and i picked up my manscape tm lawnmower 4.0 tm and i started clearing out that fetid jungle that i had allowed to conquer my body over those many years and thanks to how quiet it was i didn't wake anyone up and thanks to its flashlight I didn't need to turn on the lights, and thanks to its guard, I didn't get any nicks, and thanks to the quality battery life. On the rechargeable lawnmower 4.0 TM, I was able to cut down all the trees to size that very night. And so, you know, a few hours later, I crawled back into bed, exhausted. My wife turned to me and she said, David, uh, are, are you okay? You were, you know, you were tossing and turning a lot earlier, and then I noticed you were gone. And she had this, like, cute little hint of a yawn in her voice. You know, I could tell that she was just, like, rousing herself just to check on me, uh, you know, I, I love her very much. You know, she's, she's great. And I looked her in the eye, 
So glad to be in the waking world once more, no longer in my nightmare. And I said softly, a tender smile beginning to dance, a slow progression across my lips. I said, honey, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code UCTV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code UCTV. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Did your nightmare go away? Whew, what a dream. What a dream. It was, <laughs> it was dream a tough indeed. night. It was a tough what night. A I, didn't get, I didn't get very much sleep that night, let me tell you that. But I did, I did come away from it being uh, a little cleaner than I was before. And in the end, wasn't it worth it? How much of that story was taken from your Avatar fanfic? I know. It, it honestly sounds like it could have been very similar. Because I remember, I think we were talking about, like, the one that we read on stream was about, like, some guy hearing voices in their sleep and waking up and staring into the mirror and stuff like that. Yep. It's like it's yep. like a repurposed fan fiction, I think. So Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe it's been lurking around in my psyche for the last 15 years. That's why it's been ha- you're having nightmares about it, dude. It's, it's in that nightmare. psyche. Oh, oh man. Oh, my God. Oh, there you go. Uh, please check out Manscaped for oh, us. Well uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to have to kill Sage after this. We're going to be talking about Skullgirls, Dragon Ball Fighters, and so on and so forth. Let's hear what he thinks about Lab Coat. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> be right back, guys. Be Parentheses. Right back. Lab Coat. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, back to the Tuesday show. We are now going to be bringing on our guest for the day. It is none other than Mr. D. Kill Sage. How are you doing? What's up? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. <laughs> D. Kill Sage. Yeah, D. Kill, apparently. What's going on, Sage? Thanks D- a lot for kill. hanging. Uh, so I like, we're gonna get yeah, the, I like the brick, by the way, before we get into the serious stuff. I like the Yeah, brick. the, the oh, New York man, City brick dope. apartments. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll talk about a few things. We'll get to you know your thoughts on current Skullgirls and Dragon Ball, etc. But let's start by just talking about how you got into the competitive FGC in the first place. What's your origin story? Uh, when I was like around fifteen, I'm twenty nine now. I was a Smash player. I played Brawl. So one day I just uh, was watching like Mewtwo King versus KG Korean DJ on youtube and i was like i kind of want to play too so i went on smash wars and i found a local uh, not too far from my home and uh since that first tournament i've just been just playing games competitively since um but that's like smash fighting games i didn't really get into until like around like marvel 3 that's mm. the one I, I spent the time to learn um i love team games so like marvel 3 is a no-brainer um the same reason i play sg is like oh a new team game uh, i'm gonna play it uh, that's basically where I started. Well, okay. I mean, it sounds like you kind of started a little bit before that, right? I mean, you were you were already interested enough in Smash to like be mm-hmm. somebody who knew what's up. You you were aware of even who people like Mewtwo King and Korean DJ were. Like, how how did how did that interest come about? Like, what what about uh, Smash got you into it in that way beforehand? Uh, I just played a lot of melee. Uh, it was like random. Like when YouTube was new, uh, I was just like like high level melee play and like mog was like the only thing at the time and i was like yo these guys are yeah crazy. yeah yeah uh so yeah like uh i didn't know who mitsu king and kdg were at the time i just okay. remember that match specifically because that's that's the match that got me into to competing um 
but yeah, no. If if I never found that video, who knows? Who knows what I would have been doing? What what, what about what about the competition appealed to you? Like, are, are you somebody who's a competitive person in general? Uh, kinda. I, I would say like I'm like like seventy thirty. Like in terms of like being competitive, like I, I do like competition. I like competing. Um, but what kept me like around was more so like the uh like the social aspect, the camaraderie between like your scene and stuff like that. Um, I enjoy that nowadays more, but back then, like I, I just wanted to play good people and I wanted to do the cool stuff that they were doing in the videos. Like that's <laughs> that's what really got me into it. Just like they're doing cool stuff. Like how do I do that? I got to go to these tournaments to learn. Well, um, how does it how does it feel now that to to skip that? We'll come back to your origins, but yeah. how does it feel now that you're the guy that people go? I want to do the cool stuff like the yeah. kill stage. How, how does that feel to to turn that around? <laughs> It, it's very weird. I, I definitely got a lot of people who are just like, yo, like you inspired me to to pick up DBFZ or like Team Gohan or Broly or like Skullgirls, right? It's just um, never thought I would be the, the person people find on YouTube, you know? I, I, I never <laughs> thought I would ever make it to that level. I mean, I just you're really just like doing the cool stuff. I mean, you're kind of technically in like a gamer house now, right? And you've got a lot of mm -hmm. uh, very... Uh, quality roommates at fighting games i think right <laughs> so i mean yeah. how did that come good about players yeah so uh i live with sonic and noon now noon's my boy i met him through dragon ball we got yeah. uh, pretty close during that but i knew sonic for a long time we were skogos players yeah. uh, and back in the day if you were a skogos player just like you're a skogos player you're my boy that's it we're, <laughs> we're just we're like this um right. sonic basically is uh one of the big reasons why i still uh, not even like just play, but like decided to compete in other games. Cause I only liked SG. Um, but Sonic was like, "Yo, play NRS games. Like, play these other games. Like, you'll be good." Um, it wasn't until like Marvel Infinite, I was like, "I'm not gonna play." And they're just like, "You're gonna play. Here's a copy of the game, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're gonna play." And it's the same thing for Dragon Ball. We'll play um, it today. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, we've just been friends for a long time, and they've always just like wanted me to just keep playing. Um, and the Eventually, during Dragon Ball, we ended up moving in together. Um, one, to just, like, live somewhere, and two, just... Because uh, at the time, we were getting smoked in Dragon Ball by international players. We were like, <laughs> yeah. like we got to do something about this. Uh, it just ended up working out. Like, we just moved in together and got uh, way stronger as a result. Yeah, you kidnapped Super Noon from Southern California, man. <laughs> <laughs> we had to, for the one time. We'll send him back when he's ready. We okay, to, okay, there you go. Okay. He's complete. <laughs> when he's ready, he can go back, yeah. So how, how did you, to go to wind it back a little bit, how did you get into Skullgirls? And what what so appealed to you about that game? So I just like team games. Um, when the game was first being showed off, like... Mike just showed off like this crazy Cerebella combo or something. I was like, bro, this is a bombo. I have to play this game. I have to achieve bombos. Um, what ended up making me sick of it was I was just getting really annoyed at Marvel 3. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm doing so good. And this dude just hit me with one character and wiped my whole team. And just like, <laughs> yeah. I would get so frustrated at the time. I didn't know like how to stop it or what to do. But SG, like, you would die if you get hit, but it wasn't like that. Like, there wasn't a comeback mechanic that really appealed to me. Um, and it had all the, the versus game things I loved outside of like team supers. Um, I ended up just falling in love with it and just playing it like a lot. I was like, yeah, there was no other team game at the time that was new either. So there wasn't really much to pick. Yeah. I remember that window because I kind of had the same thing. I went through a phase where I hated Marvel three. I ended up like <laughs> refalling back in love with it, but there's yeah. definitely this like long phase where I hated it. 
and that's Everybody when he comes back to the greatest game of all time. Uh, well, eventually yeah. I did, but uh, I, I definitely went through that phase, and that's when Skullgirls came out. Like it happened to be during that that same amount of time, and like you know, I'm in I'm in SoCal. I was friends with Mike at the time, and and a ton of my friends were playing it. Uh, so it was definitely a game that a lot of us in SoCal were were playing as a result. But like mm-hmm. at some point, we noticed that there were a lot of new people who I, mean, I don't know new, but like people who we didn't know as like part of like the existing longtime FGC. Uh, who were starting to show up and playing it a lot and like doing really well, um, not just in like offline, but like everywhere. Um, what what about what about that game? Do you think led to it having this like really um, dedicated set of, of players? I mean, it, ha- it has sort of a dedicated player base in the way that not many games have. Yeah, very very dedicated, I'd say. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely very different. I think um. It's just us being lucky and just the right people playing it. Like the fact that we have Sonic playing it is huge. And I guess at this point, me, it's like it's a big deal. Um, but when I was like uh, initially running the game, um, we all like came together. Like one person was streaming it, and we all like just ended up there, and we all just got to meet each other there. That's when the PC version came out. A bunch of new players were playing. Right. Um. So New York City got to build a scene because of that. Um, we ended up going to like big E tournaments to run our like uh like our side tournaments and get together because of that. The fact that we lasted this long, I'm not surprised. Like the combination of good online, um, just when the game was like uh going through like the new characters being made, like the the dev process was very like player involved. Like we yeah, had like yeah. threads talking about the changes. Changes will happen like every day. We would test them ourselves. So like there's like kind of like this connection with the game. Because, like, the end product is basically a result of, like, all our discussions, like, all our findings and, and whatnot, sure. right? Um, now, I yeah, mean, and, and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just about to ask, you know, speaking of, you know, new characters and stuff, obviously, a lot of change in, you know, leadership at the, you know, the developer studio that makes Skullgirls, uh, you know, with all the drama that happened, um, you know, now there's a season one <laughs> season one like yeah, a decade later. later i mean like yeah. but we have new characters being added in there like how does that feel as a player do they feel like they fit in really well does it feel like that the mindset is still maintained because obviously you know mike's brain was very much like spiritual sequel to mvc2 do you feel like the game is kind of still you know holding on to a lot of those ideas yeah, I feel like uh, with the new characters, Annie and Umbrella, they're in the game now. Um, they're definitely SG characters, but they're not like the SG characters that we got when like the game was initially being made. Um, sure. I guess like they're more uh, like the word's not polished, but like Annie's like her game plan's like simplified. Like uh, it's like a uh, more consistent. Like some characters in SG are wonky. It's just. Mike's first game doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> Try to fix it as it goes. Right. Uh, some characters end up being fine. Other characters are just like, like, why is it like this? Um, but I think the the general thing with the characters is like, um, like, do they add something new to the game? So Annie didn't really add anything new, but she added basically what we needed. We need another character to kind of like make teams complete. We only mm. had like two characters that did that. Like uh, assist character, DHCs, we needed that. And Annie kind of pulled that role. Uh, Umbrella plays like unique. Um, she has tools other characters don't. She's not a reset character really. She's like more of like a a poke throw character, and she just catches out damage. Um, so we're getting new stuff along with the uh, like new characters too. But they 
they do fit in the game. It's very weird playing against new characters after ten years. I will say, like <laughs> yeah. playing like against Annie for the first like two months, and like the best player in the game is picking the character. It was it was not easy for us. Um, but it's it's nice to see them. Like I legitimately like uh, when Annie came out, I was excited. And when I saw season pass, I actually like almost cried on stream. Like it was like a big deal that we were getting like new characters and new options in the game. It's it's sick. Yeah, I'm really curious about your perspective on on the ups and downs of the game because it's definitely had downs too. I mean, this that comes on, of course, on the heels of um, a bunch of developer related issues that for mm-hmm. a while seemed like Skullgirls was not going to have a future in the. In yeah, the same it didn't sort of seem way. like it was. It wasn't looking too hot. I mean, there, Bro, were, there, there, were, was... there were people in the scene who were like, "I'm not going to play this anymore." Like it. Yeah. How was, how, how was, was that rough. whole experience for you? It was horrible, man. Like, because uh, <laughs> like, coming for me, at, like during like the like we're all at home because of the the coronavirus thing, and like yeah. the only other game I play has no rollbacks. Um, and just like I want to play some SG, but every time I play some SG, someone puts them in the chat, smokes me. I'm just like the vibes are bad. People are quitting. It it was horrible because like there's no other game like it. Like you can't replace it, right? Mm-hmm, so right. during that time, it. It was horrible, man. It was it was bad times. I was sad. I didn't I didn't just see how we were gonna we were gonna make it out of it. Like I thought it was just gonna be a game I play online, and then that's it. You know. And well, I now- mean, it 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 ended up having things obviously work out in the end. I mean, I'm just I'm just curious how not just you, but how you feel the Skullgirls community has has adapted to like good news, terrible news. Great news, like in this like bizarre roller coaster. <laughs> it was absurd. Like when, like as she got like uh, like some quality of life changes with the net play and stuff during like the beginning of the pandemic, we were like, yes. Right, yeah. Some controversy happened. We're like, bro. And then like some good stuff happened. We're like, yes. And then it just <laughs> absolutely just like disintegrated. And I'm just like, bro, like what are we gonna do? And then um, the the new developers and stuff basically gave us just like. I, w- I want to say this is legitimately like our third chance, like not yeah, even our second I mean, chance. I mean, I mean, like, like, do you feel like this is the best period of time to be a Skullgirls fan? Because, you know, new seasons and, and all this stuff coming out. You're at and, Evo. And it's at That's Evo fine. officially. Like, it's, it's, is it, do you feel like this is the best time to be a Skullgirls fan? Probably now, yeah. The only other time was probably like around 2014 when I got into the series. The, the, yeah. the scene was. Pretty eight years ago. <laughs> pretty big. Yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was there was then and then like the game ended in 2017 and from 2017 to 2020, like we had events. We had like a three events a year. Um, and the community still played, but we weren't growing. Um, now the scene is growing. Like I know a lot of players are like afraid to pick up the game because it, it's it's a devious game. Like you play that game and you you have to be a yeah. demon, but. Um, <laughs> Since there's so many new people picking it up, and there's going to be more people picking it up, like, there has never been a better time. Um, there's never been a better time to be a fan. Like, there's so many big tournaments to watch. Uh, the fact that we're at EVO, just, I never thought it would happen. Um, especially since, like, right before that, we were at CEO for the first time, mm-hmm. like, as a main game, too. Um, it's been a really good year for the game. I think anyone who's interested in the past or now... Um, There'll be other times to pick it up for sure. The season pass is just like we were only one character in out of the four or five characters. Um, but now, now it's like a like if you want to learn, like definitely do it before the, all the characters are out, and then you have to learn all the matchups in a row, right? So let me ask this question then. You know, yeah. if you are coming into Skullgirls and you're brand new, where would you recommend that they hit up to start 
you know, making friends with the community to, to, to get good advice on how to learn. Twitch.tv forward slash the kill sage. Where do you? No, that's actually pretty much it. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> a lot has changed in like the past eight years. Like, forums are basically dead at this point, basically, right. for every game, right. right? We used to be really active on the forums, but now the forums are kind of dead. Um, everyone's on Twitter or like Twitch and YouTube. So really, like, if you want to get into the game, like, I'm probably your best bet right now. Um, <laughs> if not me, yeah, like, it's it's something that I I don't want it to be me. I want it to be, like, more than just me. But right now, it's, like, just me. Um, but we also have a good uh, wiki page on Mizumi uh, that has a ton of information, and we're constantly updating it. Um, it teaches you how to play the game. Uh, so I would recommend doing that as, like, a source. Um, and then my streams, if you want to, like... Because I do beginner lobbies and stuff. Like, you want to get some match experience, mm -hmm. you can come to my stream and stuff like that. I answer questions. Um, those are the big two places right now, I would say. Okay. So We had a bunch of questions from, from people just wondering your takes on things. One of them was, you know, what do you, if there will be a Skullgirls Season Pass 2, like, what, what are you looking for? Is there anything else that you want to see in the game? Any, like, I don't know, characters? System changes or anything? Yeah. No new system mechanics. I actually think they're perfect as they are. Cool. Um, I I want to see the game get things that modern games have. Like we don't have a ranked mode. We don't have waiting for matches and training mode. Uh, our trial modes are bad. A tutorial can use an update. Um, our lobbies are held together by like duct tape. Like it's it's an old game with a lot of old game mm -hmm. problems that I, I really mm. want to see fixed. Um, I, I really would want to get old those things. Like, Guilty Gear Plus R has, like, this thing, like, you play the replays, you can put yourself in the replay to, like, learn about a scenario. Right, yeah. That that in SG would be, like, the best thing for a, a new player to, to have. Like, if we yeah, can get that, see that for sure. it, it it would be huge. And uh, in a ranked mode, so the new players don't pull up and then play the best player in the world, like, on Quick Match. <laughs> like, um, I would love to see those things. You know, speaking of best players in the world... What's your prediction for Evo 2022? Is it going to be you and Sonic in Grand Finals? Is yeah, that going to... I hope so. I, I hope I can make it that far. But some of these players are kind of demonic. Like, back in my day, it was a little bit easier um, playing the new school players and even the old school players now. Like, with the revival of the game, we, we basically came... We left the game and came back with a new perspective. We just, like... It's like, now we know how to play fighting games. So let's, let's push the game. We've been pushing it like crazy. Um... Sonic and I, we're we're definitely like top five contenders, but there are some other players that have been giving us a lot of trouble recently. Uh, uh, there's a Peacock as? player called Triv. Uh, Peacock player called Triviality is a demon. Uh, <laughs> the only player in a long time to beat Sonic twice in a tournament happened recently. Um, Cloud King is our evil champion. Uh, when he plays well, he plays well. There's a Japanese player called Pen Pen, and, and that man is absolutely demonic. <laughs> um so if we all come together it's it might be crazy like we don't we don't know who's gonna take it if we all come together at one event nice gonna be sick well let's let's talk a little bit about uh dragon ball as well um so you know what what was your what was your route of getting into that game dragon ball for me is weird because it was like the game sonic was just like play this game and become esports and I was like, okay. It <laughs> transcends. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I will try. I actually, um, when I first started playing the game, the game got me really annoyed because it basically took all the versus game rules that I learned and basically flipped them, right? Mm -hmm. It's like air blocking now puts you in like a ton of blocks on, like extra blocks mm -hmm. on. Bad idea. Um, the goal isn't like poke mix anymore. 
um movement is kind of just like i ended up liking the movement later but initially it's just like movement is just like a simple air dash it's universal uh and i'm just like bro what is happening in this game and like what am i even trying to do <laughs> um so it was frustrating at first but the more i played it and the fact that so many people were playing it it was like a very competitive game i ended up enjoying it uh towards like the the second year a lot more but um yeah if, if sonic never told me to play i actually wasn't gonna play it like it's, huh. it's the same with MVCI. Like I, I wouldn't have played it. I would have just. You just been Skullgirls and that's it. Obviously, you know the current topic right now. I saw Sonic post about this. You know, saying that lab twenty lab coat should be banned and everything. Uh, what's your views on that? And can you explain to people what it is that makes lab coat really strong? Yeah. So. Season 4 is kind of annoying in general, but Labco has the mechanics. She has a level 1 super. Uh, it's invincible. It's a command grab. Uh, that if she hits you with it, her special moves get a 21% damage increase. And the opponent's overall damage is lowered by 21% and is permanent. Um, it, it is not fun to get hit by that. And if someone is playing that character and you're not playing that character, you're actually just throwing. So people are worried that she's like gonna be like i guess like the mkx tanya right like when she was od at that one ceo mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and it was like tanya tanya grand finals they were just teleporting yeah, like yeah. it's like um season two at gt goku but the requirements for his win condition wasn't one bar um and he had to hit you um 21's requirement is that anyone on the team hits you and you have one bar and you get it in the one hit you get you get debuffed and it's permanent. Like you can't deal with it. Like you're stuck with that. It's not even time based, um, huh? It's just it's permanent. Yeah, you're stuck yeah. with it. It's uh not. It, it it really feels like the developers were just like really trying to sell this character, or they just wanted to prank us. Like when they made that character. <laughs> <Prank>. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, oh, it's like April it first time putting a new patch out. Yeah, Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Our fault. It wasn't supposed to be permanent. Like it's um. it's bad right now. Okay. Okay. So, well, okay, so are mean, you are you pro banning lab coat or are you saying let it rock? Uh, I want to get carried, so I'd say let it rock a little bit longer. <laughs> a little bit longer. Dude, All right. That's, that's, that's the best reason to be honest. Like <laughs> being honest about it. Uh, I mean, how how do you how do you feel about the the progression of the game in general. I mean, it's it's definitely gone through its own ups and downs, maybe not in the same way as Skullgirls, but like in terms of, of how players have perceived it, I would say it's definitely gone through some ups and downs. Um, how, how has it been for you in sticking with it? Yeah, I mean, like, I just want to add, like, in particular, when the pandemic started, Skullgirls got a boost because of netcode. And Dragon Ball kind of got hit because of the netcode, right? So Yeah. Womp yeah. um, womp. Yeah, as a competitor, it made playing Dragon Ball just like, like such a hassle. Like it, it didn't feel like I was really playing the real game. It's just like the, I mean, you're not, the delay you're going up and down. Yeah, it's just it wasn't fun. Um, season three was like the changes were kind of annoying. They took away um, like the stability you had. Like the the snap option in season two was pretty busted, but it kind of gave you control. Because um, DBMZ has so many random things that can happen. And the developers, like, from season two on were just like, that random thing that's really annoying, let's make it better and better and better <laughs> and better. And I'm just like, like, not only are you making me play this on your dog, Netcode, like, I also now have to be afraid of this dude full screen, like, doing his safe on block EX attack that kills my key blast. And then he gets 80%. 
And now the new character is going to take away 21% of my damage <laughs> when she does it. Yeah. Um, it is really frustrating. I think a lot of players are annoyed um, with like changes like that, which is annoying because a lot of the other changes are really interesting. Like characters got better, like mix up, um, like they call it mental stack. Like they have so many options, like you can't check it for all of them. Mm-hmm. And that's how they open you up. DBZ has a lot of that. They improve that a lot. Um, there's more assists, team synergies are better, but the new mechanics they introduced, like they they introduced a second comeback mechanic. Why? Right. Like the mm-hmm. first one is sparking. It's just like it's like X Factor, right? Like toned on X Factor, and then when your last character's in, they get every benefit of that minus jump cancel. So they jab me now, and they do seventy percent of my health bar, and I can't recover it. It's like why? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating, um, as a competitive player. If like pandemic never happened, I would have just dealt with it. But with like there like being like no tour, no events, like it's like a for fun game. I'm not gonna put myself through that stress mm-hmm. or through the netplay to play it. And I think a lot of players are feeling that way too. Do you um, do you think that maybe some of the the panic around lab code is that people don't think another patch is coming, or at least not a, a significant one? Because they kind of dropped one character and then said, Okay, bye. Like we haven't heard anything. Do you think there's maybe some of that going around too? Hundred percent. Yeah. The la- the lack of communication from the devs has really been um, the thing. It was just like, yo, if this is the last patch, like, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, maybe this play. game is smoked. Yeah. Um, I think people will play no matter what. Um, like it's it's fine. But yeah, the lack of like communication from the devs has really put people like on the edge right now with the game. I mean, it sounds so, like to me, like for your community, are you guys at a point right now where you would want like another, like let's say like a Street Fighter V definitive patch where they try to rebounce or they, or do you want them just to maybe even just make a Dragon Ball Fighters two at this point? I, dude, I'm hoping for that. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I think most people would prefer a sequel, not so much because of uh, they want a new game, but that's our best chance of getting rollback net code. So like yeah. everyone would rather exactly. be a, a sequel for for right. that alone. Yep, um, that's my thoughts too. Yeah, like the way I look at it now, the game could be like the way it is now, but if it had rollback net code, like it would be like. So well, bro, like we get to play at home, you know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> I think people would prefer that over a change. Um, but since it feels like we're not getting that, I, I think like the Street Fighter V, like like please just tone down some of the, the things you've added to the game and I think the players would be happy with that. I mean this th- this said Bum's birthday bash had like almost two hundred people who entered and mm-hmm. people came internationally for huge it. prize pot. Huge prize yes. pot uh big viewership on twitch um it it still seems to me like there like there is a strong scene for the game is that as somebody who's more in it like is that your perspective too yeah the the way i look at it is like the scene is doing fine um bum and an eu like damascus and those guys definitely play a big hand in that if we didn't have bum it would probably be dead in na like straight up Mm. like we we probably would be smoked um so shout out to Bum for for really holding it down for like not only online before I seen in New York City he's like the pie like Dragon Ball was like on the decline and Bum pulled up went back up right uh, he's just that dude um, no I think in terms of like the scene like the scene has the numbers like obviously it, it's lower than it was before but like it's still very active um, the big thing for me is like when being there. Um, the excitement more so came from the international competition 
Um, but when everyone was playing it, like you get hit by the EX move one time and everyone's just having a bad time. People were like really <laughs> frustrated. Like it's it's just fighting game stuff, like players will be frustrated, right? Um, and I think this is the most frustrated they've been. But it's just like, well, this is their game, so they're gonna still pull up anyways. Yeah, I mean I, I watched part of the stream. Like the energy in that room was super sick, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like it was really, really cool to watch. Uh, it was sick watching Sonic play, and they, like I just I really enjoyed. Even though as I'm somebody who I haven't played since like probably the first three months of the game, I haven't really kept up <laughs> on top of it. Uh, but I still I still really enjoyed watching it to be honest. Yeah, I mean I enjoy the international competition aspect of it as well. That 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 to me has always been the best part. Is just like NA EU NJ Japan, um, and I guess Oceania. I've never seen them play. Um, everyone I mean, has really good players, and then they come together and it's just yeah. something epic. I mean, I yeah, Wawa ended up taking first at it. I mean, that was a thing, right? Like, even last year, you know, I I had given Dragon Ball, like, I think it was, like, top three game of fighting game of the year for me, just because of a lot of the things that happened, like the, you know, France versus U.S., you know, 10v10 with Yasha, you know, and all that stuff in Damascus, like... You know, it sounds like, you know, there definitely have been a lot of ups, is it? But, I mean, it sounds like, to me, kind of similar with Tekken, when, you know, uh, Leroy first dropped, I mean... Maybe Lab Code is kind of doing the same thing to the game, right? Kind of maybe putting a little downer on it. Yeah, I would say it's basically the equivalent of like having a Leroy drop, and everyone's okay. just like, "Bro, like, come on, like, are we trying to have a good time or or, or what?" Like, it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> there's a couple of different games going through that right now, I guess. Uh, so, I, like I said, people sent in some questions. Um, somebody wanted to know how it's been uh, doing mix masters and, and what you have learned from that. Or, or maybe for people who aren't familiar, you can describe right. like, what's, what's going on there. Yeah, so mix masters is uh, our Skullgirls slash Marvel 3 uh, tournament in New York City. It used to be weekly. Now it's kind of just like a... I initially wanted to do monthly, but since I'm probably going to move from, from the city pretty soon, and because the last one was like so big with the pop bonuses and the production and all that stuff, mm. um, I kind of wanted to spread out the event. Um, Recently, it's been really hard to get people to come out to locals. Um, of with people playing online and the amount of money it costs to go to one. Um, I really do think the best, especially since our games are smaller, the best thing to do was to run like a monthly event to give people more time to find out about the event, to get time off, mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. the money to go. Because dudes drive from New Jersey, they got to pay the tolls and then parking. Gas is super expensive too. You have to give them time to get their funds. Um, and then advertisement nowadays is so absurdly difficult because the <laughs> only platforms people use are Twitter and like, I can't reach everybody on Twitter. So I have to try to do it on YouTube. I can't reach people on YouTube. There's no forums. I'm just like, how, how do people randomly find my event? Like maybe Facebook. Right. It's so I need, I need like at least a month plus to, to advertise the event, especially with the scenes are so like, kind of like small, um, when people find it, like we had like 30 for SG, like 20 plus for Marvel, and I'm sure we can get more if I had more time. Um, I've definitely learned a lot from running the event. It's uh, <laughs> From running it weekly to running that one, it's, it is so much. Yeah. Um, in terms of just like, from the little things, like getting people to come out and then just like, where do you put the setups? Like, where do you like think people are gonna stand? I was super wrong on that. I didn't get. I I saw an opportunity to to where to put the setups. Yeah. I was like, damn. I'm, I'm glad you're doing that though, man. Because like, so yeah. many players and top players in particular, like, have never had that experience. Yeah. And they don't understand how hard that shit is. So, I think it's so I'm glad you're yeah. like doing that. But I mean, yeah. I've so done if, it for a long time. Yeah. If people want to learn about right. mix masters, 
again, is it just twitch.tv slash thekillsage and twitter.com slash thekillsage? Yeah, that's it. It's just horrible. Like, you have to, <laughs> if you go on Twitter, my fan suite is uh, the video link for the tournament. But if you go on Google, you're probably not going to find it. Yeah. Um, well, or if you type Skullgirls Army, you're probably not going to find it. I mean, I know I probably don't have the biggest Skullgirls, you know, following or Dragon Ball following or whatever. But feel free to tag me, dude. I'll, I'm, I'm down to retweet. So. <laughs> yes, please. I, I would love just more shares on whenever I decide to do the next one. Yeah, just let me know. Just let me know. So. So you're going Evo this year? Yeah, sounds like yeah. it. Are you planning to play both SG and Dragon Ball, or are you just really concentrating on one? I entered SG, Dragon Ball, and Multi-Blood, but oh, I'm nice. going to focus mostly on SG. Um, Dragon Ball, it depends on my situation. If I can get legitimately good practice, then I would give it a shot. But SG, I don't know if we're ever going to come back. Dragon Ball, this is like the third year there. Nice I've had my two chances, right? Mm. This is like my, maybe my one and only chance for SG. And uh, if yeah. I don't make top eight, I might actually lose my mind. <laughs> I very much would like to focus on that event. Um, but I did enter them, so we'll see so, if I decide to play in them or not. What's right. what's the record between you and Sonic Fox these days when you play Skullgirls? Oh my god, I think it's so lucky every time. It is uh, not yeah. good. Luck, huh? <laughs> I feel so like maybe every like time. one every time like once luck. out of like the seven like like once out of the seven times we've played, I've beaten them. It's so annoying. <sighs> the last two times I was up two games both times and up two like three to one character and I still lose them. I can't keep losing like this. Um but I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Like the like, they definitely are beating me still in tournament more often than I'm beating them. But it's, like, I would say more competitive now than it was back then. Like, I'm getting really, really close to figuring it out. And have you guys gotten Noon into Skullgirls yet? Noon did play. Oh, but nice. Okay. he was not ready. <laughs> <laughs> he was not ready to pursue that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious about, I'm him. curious in general, like, about what it's like. Obviously, you you have known Sonic for a long time. You guys have been close for, for a long time now. But, you know... I guess I guess maybe I should ask how you describe yourself. Many people who are who become top players, you know, they got they work at it, like eventually they get there and it's like not necessarily an easy road. Sonic Fox is like obviously they put in who knows how many hours when they were really young, so there's a lot of backstory to this. But nowadays, there's a new game that comes out, like they're instantly good. Like it's just right away. Like what what is it what does it feel like to play against that and and as and for yourself, do you how is it to learn? in playing against that like is that actually helpful for you to play against somebody like that oh man playing sonic when the game first comes out before i know how to play it is absolutely worthless for me i get no information i usually takes me it takes me a bit before i learn the games like dragon ball took me like i want to say like two to three months before i really just started to like figure it out yeah um I am, we are not the same in that regard. Like a new game comes out, it takes me a long time. It takes me a lot of effort and like a lot of thinking about the game and just a lot of just like anger because I get so tilted <laughs> playing new games. I'm like, this would never happen. A lot of like, anger. Other game I played. <laughs> so, uh, I just have to get like past that part of like the mental and there's, there's like a huge, um, <laughs> huge climb for me. Um, it's easier if I like the game. I couldn't do it with the newer games that have come out. Um, but yeah, we are definitely not the same in that regard. I definitely can't <laughs> randomly top eight Evo just because I understood the game from like the first two weeks. You know. Uh, before before we let you go, real quick, DNF the duel. Did you play it? Thoughts? No. Oh dang! I will. Okay. I will pass. <laughs> oh damn! All right. 
Well, uh, I asked this question to everybody before they leave the show. Um, and obviously this is also plugging yourself as well. But where did the handle The Kill Sage come from? That's a really unique name, too. Yeah, uh, so Ocarina Time, there's a tree called Deku, right? Originally, I wanted to call myself that, but mm-hmm. I was, like, really young, so I was like, I don't remember this thing's name, so I misspelled it, and it was, like, D-E-K-I, and I was like, I guess I'll keep it, and I'll add two L's to make it the kill. I'm like, that's a thing, right? <laughs> um, but the Sage came from me playing MapleStory. I was just like, I want to play the the Sage class. There's no Sage class in MapleStory. I thought there was. So I called myself the Kill Sage. <laughs> <laughs> and this was, like, when I was, like, 14, and, like, from 14 till now, it's just always been my tag. I've never changed it. Your whole How? tag was created off of mistakes? <laughs> yeah, just straight up just like, oh, I guess it's not this. Now it is. Like, yeah. How, how old awesome. were you when you did the original like misspelling of Deku? Like 12. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I also chose my tag when I was 11 years old on the internet. Uh, all that right. Then done. you get saddled with it for the entire rest of your life, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> forever, yeah. Yeah, forever. I mean, I like it. People just call me Sage. They worked out. Like, I could have called myself to kill in like, some other random word that's horrible, and then that's what would have been my name. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked out. Oh, that's awesome. Cool, man. Um, well, thanks a lot for coming on and chatting with us for a while. It's been fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. And again, yeah, everything is just what twitch.tv slash the kill sage, twitter.com. Yeah. yeah, I don't think everybody everything... else is calling themselves the kill sage. So, yeah, yeah except Instagram, because apparently, if someone tags the word, you can't make that your account name. So, that one is the kill oh. sage, too. Wow. It's really weird. Wow. Weird. That is definitely a weird one. Cool. All right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> thanks a lot for coming on. Appreciate you spending yeah, no time problem. with Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Peace. All right, dude. All right, later, Obi. Have a good night. All right. right. So what? I, I what is this term "bombo" that's coming from? Like people are talking it's about a bomb bombos. combo, James. It is just the bomb combo. Because the the funniest thing about that was back when I used to write combo facts all the time. I wrote, I wrote typed the word combo so many times that I could not type the word bomb without putting an O at the end of it. So I was just writing Bombo all the time anyway, so. Uh, Bombo is just a meme. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I just just say big combo, so Bombo. Okay, okay. That's what I say now. Okay. All right. Oh, I was laughing so hard. I'm sorry. Oh, man. All right. right. Later, guys. Later, dude. Oh, it's funny because like we all like big combo. I've I've heard the term bombo for like yeah, yeah like bombo. for a long time, really? and it's always been. I mean, not commonly, but yeah, I'm certain I heard yeah, it back heard in the 2000s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, it, at the time it was a bomb combo. People were calling things the bomb back then, oh, and uh, that was it was okay. a sick combo. But then people in chat were like, "It's bomb loops." So maybe there's like at least three different definitions of what Dude, a bombo. It's, it's, it's like you how know, a bombo is whatever you want it to be guys whatever Dude, you want it to be. i mean that's just like yipes is pringles right it means you're terrible it means you're amazing it means yeah. you're whatever yeah. it feels it's like the word smurf at this point right it means whatever you need it to be hella for sure all right let's move <laughs> on to the next one the five five matchup we're gonna start out with our own question this time as we do sometimes and that is as you can see is free to play the answer for fighting games. Would one of you mind given the backstory to this question? Um, uh, sure. 
Uh, Maximilian made a video oh, begging yeah, okay. for games to be free to play, fighting games. And it just spurned a big old Twitter discussion, a good old fashioned, uh, very civil, well thought out Twitter discussion Absolutely. on should fighting games be free to play? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's pretty much just where, where this all leads <laughs> to is should fighting games or can fighting games or is the future of fighting games free to play? I mean, uh, I, 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 oh, go ahead, James. No, I was just about to say, like, it's interesting because, you know, obviously games have tried it. You know, Killer Instinct has tried it. Uh, DOA has tried it. You know, so it's definitely Tekken's not... tried it, too. Which one? Yeah. There was a, a Tekken free-to-play game as well. That's right, Tekken Revolutions. Yes, yes, that's right. Oh, and, you know, and, and, uh They talked about it on the fighting game roundtable as well, talking about free-to-play, and Harada seemed like he was kind of of the opinion that free-to-play doesn't work for fighting games as well. Again, I just don't think that they understand it quite... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it uh, wouldn't be the first time that Japan as a whole has been kind of behind on a little bit more of the... Uh, roll back. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, again, I still believe Street Fighter V was meant to be free to play because my, my main evidence was that right when the game dropped, there was one point in time where Mika disappeared from the character select screen. Like, and so, like, I just figured that that was, there was probably switches in the back, like, if you were subbed or whatever, or if you bought the character, they could turn characters on and off and stuff like that. And there Um, were rumors even before that, that, like, during the dev time, mm -hmm. there were rumors coming out that it was supposed to have been like that. Obviously, it didn't end up being like that, but there were definitely rumors at that time. Many, many, many rumors. Yeah, and the tricky thing about it, honestly, is that, you know, you have to understand the free-to-play model. In fact, I was talking about this with people on my stream as well. Free-to-play model, I mean, I know it's less like this than it was in the past, but free-to-play model still does kind of benefit largely from whales, (laughs) you know? And so the thing about it is fighting games are not going to survive on free-to-play models through their characters. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to... Because if you ever have the choice, and especially if you're a professional, you're going to just buy the whole game because you want to lab the opposing characters and all this other stuff like that. You want to test them out, etc., etc. It has to be through something else. So you have to divine a good system for it. So, in fact, even before we started the show, what were we talking about, Tubo? We were talking about costumes for Arxis games. And the way that they're, they design their characters is not very conducive for costumes. Arxis can't really make a free-to-play game if they're not going to be selling a ton of costumes unless they can figure out a different way to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's, And I just think fighting games haven't figured that out. We haven't figured out the smart ways to do that yet. Like, mobile games are so good at, like, these gotcha systems or, you know, these side things that, you know, you can put, like, a gem into and you put five gems and it gives you this, but there's a chance that, you know, like... James, I don't want to wait 30 minutes for my farm to be built. I'd rather just spend money on it to be built right now. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I, I would disagree that fighting games haven't figured out how to do it correctly, James, because I think Brawlhalla has smashed it out of the park. Well, talk about how Brawlhalla works. Well, when Brawlhalla first came out, I don't know if this is still available, but there is like a founder's pack you could buy for $20 that ensured... During the lifespan of the game, as long as the developer is supporting the game, every single character that came out from that point on, you would own. So 20 bucks, you get all the characters. 
used to be that way. I, again, I don't know if they still have that option. I bought it, so I, I have no reason to, to ever look it up. Um, anyways, so that was very easy to like get people into the mm-hmm. the idea of buying into this free to play game. Because what they would do is they would give you like one character per week or two characters per week that you could play that were free, completely free. Right. You don't have to spend any money at all. They rotate every week. You get to right. try out new characters. You can buy them individually if you really want to. But I think one character was like six bucks. All 20 of them or whatever was 20 bucks. Very, very mm. easy to buy into that, right? right. <clears throat> but what really sold the game over time was they had tons of customization and cosmetics. But also crossovers with IPs like right. Avatar, uh, tons Adventure of Nickelodeon time. stuff. And yeah, tons of cartoon stuff. Um, I'm surprised they haven't done one with Marvel at this point. Like they every every major IP basically you can think of, they've they've had crossovers with. So I think that's how they've actually like broken in how to monetize a free to play right. game is they have crossovers with other IPs. They get people to buy into their game that normally wouldn't play it. I mean Fortnite, Fortnite if you look at them too, they have crossovers with every goddamn right. IP in America. But, I, I think that model works for fighting games as but well. But here's the thing, though, right? The difference between that is that for Brawlhalla, all the characters are essentially the same character, right? They're kind of just skins. With Fortnite, when you switch to Ryu or Guile, they don't gain extra moves, right? It's just a skin. So there's very little work that needs to be done with something like... Well, no, I, I mean, I think you could do that. Why, why shouldn't I be able to play as Ryu dressed like Deadpool? Like, I, I think you should do that. It's still right. Ryu. He just, he just says chimichanga and throws a taco or whatever <laughs> rather than a hot oaken. I mean, there I are some. I shouldn't be able to do that with Ryu. I, there I, are yeah, some like that in Street Fighter V. You can be like... I think if Dalsim had a Rick and Morty skin... And Rick was saying, oh, look at my stretchy limbs or whatever and burping everywhere. People would lose their minds and buy that shit for sure. Yeah. I, I think that's the answer. I think the answer is partnering with other IPs. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm no expert in this shit, by the way. This is just my dumb opinion. Yeah. I, I like don't I want to make that very clear that I am like not a marketing genius like so many people on Twitter think they are. <laughs> yeah. I, I love game dev. I have lots yeah. of friends in game dev. And the least interesting thing to me in game dev is how to how to monetize, monetize a game as a so, service game. So I don't give things, a shit about that. Two so things I will say I could is be that way wrong. I would hope then at least I would have the option as a person playing against it to turn off the skins <laughs> in a fighting game. <laughs> I, I doubt that you'd be able to. I don't right. Think, yeah. But secondly, the question was asked. I mentioned the concept of the whale uh, in free-to-play games, and they asked what a whale is, you know, probably either more for the audience than anything. But the whale is basically the big whale. You're catching the big whale, and that is the dude with infinite money that will spend all of the money on all of the DLC or you on know, the... You those, know, those guys do exist in... Street Fighter Five too. Absolutely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Mean Saltine has told me that he knows people that have bought every single piece of content in Street Fighter mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. that's gotta be thousands of dollars. Look, right? I'm telling you right now, if I was like super rich baller dude, do you know how much money I probably would have spent on FFRK at this point in time? Like, I probably would have spent hundreds of dollars on that game. And you know, we knew a couple of people who were, you know, I won't name names, 
you know, but they were originally from other parts of the country, moved to Southern California, lived with, you know, with me, I mean, uh, uh, around me for some period of time. Yeah, Yeah, who, like, literally spent hundreds of dollars on this weird, like, dragon game with, like, eggs and stuff, you know? I mean, like... You mean puzzles and dragons. (laughs) This this thing, this actually happens. I have friends who spend a lot of money on FFRK because, like, they have their wife. Those aren't fighting games, though. Those right, but, right, but that's my whole point. Is like to your point, you know, fighting games need to figure out how to do that. Costumes is one way, but there's a lot of other little extra side things that you can do as well. You know, for example, like it sounds kind of lame, but like having unique taunts that you can buy, having unique win quotes, having unique voices so that, you know, Ryu, you can pay $5 for Ryu to go fire from my hands, you know, like, I mean, instead of saying Hadouken, like, people will buy this stuff, especially because, like, the FFRK thing, like, you know, Tara's my waifu, Lightning is my waifu, I have to make sure I have everything for this character, so when this character's banner comes up for gotcha pulling, I'm going to just drop everything I have until I get their stuff. And so if you are the biggest Laura fan, or you're the biggest Sakura fan, you're gonna go and try to get like, what if, you know, Sakura has the terrible dance win pose, and then all of a sudden they actually sold for $5 the actual slide win pose. <laughs> the yeah, actual this, electric slide win pose, right? This stuff basically happens in Mortal Kombat 11 already. All the stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff is. That's all, right, that's all right. that, has all, that right. has all been done. So, right. look, um, my, my perspective on this is... Oh, oh yeah, so just want to say, yes, Black Belt Scrub. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm agreeing with Tubo, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you guys. You, people want it to be free. People want fighting games to be free to play, so that more people will play fighting games. Yes, is yes. basically the goal. That's and the idea. That is. That's the idea. I think that that's partly mistaken. I guess. So I. I certainly think that part of why games like Fortnite are so popular is the free to play aspect of it. I also don't think that that's the whole thing. I think there's a lot more that goes into that, and I think that that in each of the cases of something that is free-to-play and that gets extremely popular, free-to-play is is not an irrelevant part, but also not the whole thing about why they're popular. And I think that fighting games themselves could be more popular without free-to-play. That is to say, like there are there are things that are already there that that could be done better to increase the the player size. And you I'm mean th- like I'm, lobbies that aren't piles of shit. And... Absolutely part of it, yes. But I, I just mean, I'm thinking because I think the company that does this the best is NRS. Uh, their games sell so well. Uh, maybe the company that does it the best is actually um, Nintendo with Smash. Like maybe they're, that's actually the best example here. Uh, but those two do things that other companies, other other game devs could take from without needing to do free to play. Maybe. I'm not arguing against free-to-play. Maybe that's also a good idea uh, for, for increasing the player size. But I, I think that even that aside, there are other reasons that fighting games aren't as popular that could already be addressed by themselves. Um, and and if, if you were to just take a game that is a, just a current fighting game and make it free-to-play, and you know, you're selling costumes and voices and whatever else, but... It's the same game. Otherwise, I don't think it gets super popular. I just I don't I don't think that that is a 
sufficient condition. It maybe it's necessary for being one of the biggest games in the world, but I don't think that it's it's sufficient. So I would like to see first more companies have some of the things that NRS games do. An actual good story. What about what that? Are you ta- that people, David, what, what about that'll never happen. What, are you what about that? About, have you ever dude? imagined an actual good amount of single player content? It's what about happening. what about having raids? There are literal boss raids in MK11. They have that. that. They have that in Dragon Ball. People love Fighters. to do. Dude, like, what are you talking about? You just release a fighting game with only online, and that's it. Like that's what that's the key to success. I mean, I mean, really, like, there's, there's so much that, yeah. that they are doing. And by the way, I wish that MK11 had done it better. Why don't you just let me buy some of the stuff that's in the game rather than, like, they have, they have this thing that changes all the time that it's, like, you can buy yeah. random bits here mm-hmm. and there. Mm-hmm. Just let me purchase the, like... No, but see, that's the gotcha that that You have to log in every day, bro. They have to yeah, that's the gotcha aspect. I, you know, anyway, I, there, there, are, there are things that I would like to see improve. But I also think that lots of other fighting games could already be doing those things to improve how well they are selling, even on top of whether it's free to play. So. Dude, it took me forever to get non-zombie Kung Lao and MK11. That drove me absolutely nuts, dude. Dude, imagine not being able to write good lore. I think this is one of the joke jobs. I'll be perfectly honest, everybody. I think that's like the easiest job <laughs> to make lore. <laughs> I understand that if you write lore, then you're also probably writing the story, right? Like you, you get that. That the the lore writer is the story writer, David. It's, it's like you're different people. David. It's like I write a story and then I hand it off to David. Say, write some lore. On you it. and they I could come up words. with you. We could on this show right now in the next ten minutes could absolutely come up with better lore and story than most fighting games. Dude, my my for head sure. cannon, my head cannon lore for Transformers blows anything Michael Bay did out of the water. I'll tell you that much. But uh, David, I mean, it's it almost sounds like you've played a game recently that you really hate the lore for. That you think is really, really bad. <laughs> is oh, you're talking about Elden Ring? Yeah, <laughs> I do think it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I, that game has a lot of other really great features, so it's cool. I'm still playing it. But right, yeah, that, right. that is not a selling point in my opinion. But for, for other people it is. And for fighting games, clearly it could be. But it's just not like that for most fighting games. So please <laughs> please work on all the other Miyazaki stuff. He had to write that game story because George R.R. R. Martin doesn't write. <laughs> he used to write. <laughs> he doesn't write anymore. He just talks about that he's writing things. It's different. Yeah. I, again, I mean, I'm with David, though. I mean, that's kind of all I've been talking about in, in my Chen Reaction stuff is that we need to do better to get people to enjoy fighting games again. And I don't think a lot of developers are doing it right. You know, I plan to talk about the games that I think are coming the closest to doing it. Uh, but, you know, I just, uh, fighting games, this is kind of the same reason why I've agreed with Daigo to say that, you know, uh, fighting games are kind of out of touch now, you know, like that they are a little bit, that they're in need of a little bit of reconsideration on how to create fighting games and to make them appeal to people because I think they're missing a lot of that stuff. And There's, and there's nothing in Street Fighter V, dude. There, there used right? to be things... Well, uh, you, you you log in there and there's like here's your little daily things to do, and it's just almost to get more points. Almost nothing to to do in there. Yeah, dude. And uh, not only and that, it's always been that way. But not only always. that, I will still say that Street Fighter Five, and Capcom, if you're watching this, I'm sorry, but like of all the modern played fighting games, Street Fighter Five is one of the worst games in terms of like making players feel cool. Like, there's, like, almost, like, 
You don't, like, there's no Tekken slowdown. There's no cool bash someone through the wall kind of thing, you know, like in Guilty Gear in the Outer. middle. You well, know. there is actually the bash that people through the wall. Yeah, but that stuff is post-round, and it's just like, yeah, it's, okay. you yeah. know, like, Bison falls into Bison's hand and explodes, and you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but, like, in the game, like, I even said, if you heavy-punched or heavy-kicked someone out of a throw-with, and it wrote shimmy on the bottom of the screen, shimmy, like that, like, please, that would... Please it, don't, don't like, say shimmy. Right. I'm just using it. Obviously, let's find a better word. But like my whole point is that one, it would make people feel cool when they land it. Two, you've taught somebody the core mechanic, one of the core mix ups of Street Fighter of punching someone out of their throw with. Right. Like it's that simple that you do things like that in the game, which is why I think Strive is actually doing a lot of things right. You know, they've actually made it so you get endorphins when you're playing that game. And Street Fighter V is probably one of the lowest endorphin, natural endorphin fighting games. You get endorphins once you learn how to steal turns. When David wakes up with hand slap, I mean, he will cackle like a maniac. I mean, right? But you aren't going to teach someone who's jumping into the game to wake up with hands. And if they do, they're not doing it for the reason David is. They didn't do it because they knew they stole a turn. There's nothing about that that makes them feel good. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like, landing a shimmy, stealing turns, those are the endorphins of Street Fighter V. And that is not something accessible to lower level players. We have to make fighting games so that those endorphin rushes, when those dopamine hit kind of things, are natural. Smash Brothers is the best game in the world at doing that. And uh, we have to learn from that. You know what I mean? We have to seriously very, very take a closer look at how to make fighting games fun. When Street Fighter II first came out, you know, when you just Honda headbutt across the screen over, once you learn how to do it, you just did it all day and it just felt good because you were just throwing headbutts out and like sumo wrestlers flying <laughs> and it's cool, you know? And we're missing a lot of that in fighting games now, I think. DNF so, look, does a good job with I it, think, too. I think all of us would be cool with free-to-play, not opposed to it. Maybe it's a good idea. But if you're going to do that, please also do the other things that yes. are important for making mm-hmm. your game so well. Yeah, part of this being about free-to-play is how David was mentioning, is that free-to-play is not going to solve the problem by itself, in and of itself. There are other things sure. to be solved. Okay. Alright, next next dude, subject. Dude, dude Brit- Bretonian. MK3 uppercutting people through the roof. Back in the Alt Games SF days, in the in the Newsnet days, Alt Games SF2 and Alt Games MK2 were like battling. They hated each other because it was like Street Fighter MK. And I was like describing why Street Fighter was better. I was like, because you've got this mix-ups, all these mind games and everything like that. And guy replied to me, it was like, but MK has better graphics, better sound, and you can punch people through the roof. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, hey, it's back then. Back then, I was like, you're an idiot. Today, I'm like, you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do our 5-5 five, five viewer question segment now where we let you pick one question because we just did one of them and spent spent some time on it. So yeah, let's, yeah, uh, no let's have the list here. James will be setting up the poll. Polls. I'll ask the questions for you. Number one. When people talk about how the FGC is thriving, sometimes it's from a 2D perspective. Do you think 3D games are in a bad spot right now? None of them have rollback. There isn't many offline scenes for them in comparison with other games. 
and it feels like the only option is Tekken. Number two, what character would surprise you the most to return in Street Fighter VI? Number three, team games such as Marvel vs. Capcom have always been too daunting for me to try out, semicolon. I have a perception that there is too much going on to keep track of, not enough time to learn a team, and too high of an execution barrier. Am I wrong? There's the three. Vote now, exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, exclamation mark three, and that will start adding your vote. If you are a subscriber, you can vote twice. So uh, I will keep an eye on this. And when it seems like one of them is starting to become a clear winner, I will uh, call the vote. All right. Oh, this is super e even right now. I can't. Is it really? Oh, wow. Dude, it is really even right now. <laughs> There is no clear winner. It's like going back uh, and forth. Arctic Shoto's voting for their own question. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Dude, that's the way it works, man. Yeah, well, you got to. You got to do that. Oh, oh, dude. I'm... Shoot. All right, I almost I'm, I'm put, putting my finger on the scale. Can I actually put this on the screen here? Look at this, dude. Look Dang. at this. All right. Oh, uh, oh, what, oh. what are we at here in terms of numbers at this point? 36 to 34 to 28%. Dang, you want to give them an old countdown there and we'll... All right, yeah, countdown. So uh, and after I finish the countdown, I'll wait like another five seconds just because of delay. But here we go. It's 10, 9, 8, oh. 7. You got to do it now. Six, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ooh. Ooh, oh, ooh, oh, ooh, oh. <laughs> Number one is the winner here, barely Dang. though. Thirty-seven percent to thirty-five percent on question number two. So there you go. So I, the, I definitely thought number three was gonna run away with this. I'll be honest. Really? Okay. Yeah, I did. I did. But okay, <laughs> there you go. Number one takes it. The people have spoken. The people have spoken. Question is, again, when people talk about how the FGC is thriving, sometimes it's from a 2D game perspective. Do you think 3D games are in a bad spot right now? None of them have rollback. There aren't many offline scenes for them in comparison with other games. And it feels like the only option is Tekken. Oof, boy, this question's long. <laughs> it's bleeding, <laughs> it's bleeding into say... our use coupon code at manscaped.com for 20% off all orders. Coupon there code you go. UCTV. So, St. Cola, have you made your order yet? You better. You better do it. Anyway, what do you got here? What do you give, give me give me an answer? What do you got? Do you I got? think James has to answer this first. He's the he's the big soul caliber guy. Okay. I'm trying to make this fit. I'm sorry, hang it. Just ask, do you think 3D games are in a bad spot right now? Like that's the only that's yes, the big part of this question. Right. That's all I need to do. To boil it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh uh Ah, there we go. Uh, I don't even Nope, I do still need the small text. Okay. All righty then. Okay. So when people talk about how the FGC is thriving, sometimes it's from a 2D perspective. Come on. There we go. Uh, do you think 3D games are in a bad spot right now? I mean, it's tough because literally, what are the 3D franchises, right? There's Tekken and Soul Calibur, which are headed by Harada. 
And Harada Tekken is his baby. Soul Calibur is kind of like the 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 you know the picture of the the little baby drowning in the pool while the adults you know playing with the other kid. Like that's kind yeah. of where Soul Calibur is. Then there's Virtua Fighter, which is they're banking on their old game right now. You know they're just using their old game over and over again. And then there's Dead or Alive, right? I mean uh, that's like basically it, right? Those are those. Three. What you're saying is we need Bloody Roar to come back now. Dude, that would be sick. <laughs> Honestly, uh, not happening. But um, it's it yeah, is you tough. Could, you could consider Gundam a, a fighting game if you prefer yeah, to. It's yeah. But it's different, right? It's a it's a yeah, behind, I mean, it, it it's is a behind the back, yeah. right? It's a different kind of fighting. It's a different genre of fighting game. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, all fighting games are mostly 2D. And, you know, it, it's tough because I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just harder to make the 3D games uh, as they are if people just have that much more, you know, nostalgia with Street Fighter. So whenever they make a fighting game, they just want to make a 2D kind of fighting game. But, I mean, the, the, the only thing that makes those 3D games, like, more... 3D than the 2D fighting, the 2.5D games that we have now is really just the ability to sidestep and having yeah. sidestep be one of the biggest factors there. I mean, That's honestly, like... Pretty big. Yeah, 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 yeah for big, sure. Like a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah, and actually, like, having the stage, you know, like, the layout and stuff. But yeah, I don't know what rotate. it is that people don't want to make that kind of fighting game or is it just harder to make so we don't get as many of the indie skull girls you know starting off as indie so punch planet i think i think the the truth is fighting games became popular in two dimensions right yeah so just naturally 3d games didn't come out till much longer and much deeper into the life of fighting games it was like so there's, like just, there's just less ips uh, no, but, no, 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 no. Virtua no. Fighter was out in, I believe, yeah, 93. But, yeah. Maybe what? 92. No, it was not 93. There's no way. I think so. There's no way. I thought it was like 94 or 95. I am it was either way, sad. making 3D games was harder and more expensive, is my point. It's, it's, it Virtua was rougher Fighter back then. was released in 1993 of October. Jeez. Yeah. That's wild. That's pretty quick. <laughs> But that, and, yeah. and I'd say I'd say 3D fighters didn't really become what you think of a 3D fighter is until like Tekken 3. Mm -hmm. The way uh, they operated previously, it, they did not control or feel the way play Battle Arena Toshinden and then play Tekken 3. And you'll be able to feel <laughs> a huge difference in how those right. games operate. Battle Arena Toshinden was just like a, a dodge. It was just like, whoop, whoop, you could accomplish the same thing. And I remember in Tech and Virtua Fighter 2. Shun, I think, was the first character. Shun and uh, and Leon were the first characters that actually had any sort of sidestep until Virtua Fighter Three, where it was like now you had hills and all sorts of craziness and stuff like that. That's right. Um, I don't know. Like I, I do think they're in trouble because you know one of the premier developers of 3D games. And this again is one of the things that a lot of people don't give Street Fighter credit for, right? Street Fighter pushed through a lot of things, created the world tours. It kind of like Street Fighter Four did a lot of work and you know revitalizing things. And now you know a lot of people are doing things that Street Fighter Four did, where like you know everyone's always facing forward whenever they fight instead of having it always be a you know a closed stance 
or open stance. Closed stance, closed stance, you know, in a lot of three games, like Tekken's always closed stance, for example, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of things like innovations that came from Street Fighter and they kind of led away. The problem right now is that, you know, and again, I'm not trying to call out Harada in particular, but Bandai Namco does have a very old school mindset, like the frame data thing. They didn't, like, like they just didn't want to put frame data in the game. You know, they don't want to put you know, like, like more tutorials in the game and, you know, the rollback net code, they're not putting rollback net code in the game. Like if Tekken came out with rollback net code, they have the budget to do it for a 3D game like that. And yes, it'll be hard. It's totally doable. And uh, a lot of people would follow suit. And if, you know, you kind of created that thing and got people hooked on that kind of game in the same way that Marvel got people hooked on, you know, team games, you know, I feel like we would have a lot more of that, but unfortunately, I feel like Tekken, as great as Tekken 7 is and is revolutionary in a lot of things that they did, I still think it's kind of holding the, 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 the subgenre back a little bit. I really don't know why it's the case that 2D games do better than 3D games. I have no idea. And I mean, I guess I'm part of it. I've almost only played 2D games, played Caliber for a while. That's like basically it. No, I used to play VF, I guess, back in the 2000s. But like, that's those are the two. Other than that, I've almost only played 2D. I don't really have a great reason for why that is. I I like them, but I don't have a great like reason, I guess. And I don't really know why it is that it seems like that's the case with other people too. It's not like Tekken 7 didn't sell well. Like it sold like over 8 million copies, if I'm recalling correctly. That's good. And definitely, I hope that there will be another Tekken. Uh, there will. I mean, I assume that there will, but hopefully that comes at some point mm -hmm. soon. And hopefully it has a lot of, a lot of the improvements that uh, James just talked about and that other people have, have certainly been looking for. Um, but I, I, really, I really am not sure what the answer is for why 3D games have not had as much success. I mean, look, I, I, I want to be clear. Like, 3D games have had a lot of success. Some of the early calibers were among the most famous fighting games. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. One and two are, are like Absolutely, big, man. big draws Absolutely. for people getting into the uh, scene. And, and I mean, back in, back in the 90s, Tekken was huge. VF even was big. I mean, like, all my friends were playing VF, even though none of us was like a competitive player. Like, we all <laughs> had Virtua Fighter. Like, we were all playing it. And, and I just, that doesn't seem to be happening anymore, but I, I don't know why. I don't have a great reason. I wish I did. I mean, do you do you have any thoughts on this, Tuba, before I say something again here? Or I, I mean, I have some thoughts, but I'm not... I can only speak from my own experience. And my okay. own experience is I really wanted to play Soul Calibur Six, And I tried it, and I really tried to like it. And what it came down to is there's just way too much legacy knowledge I need. Mm. Way too much. I didn't want to learn Voldo... And Lizard Man and all the and Mikey and all these all these Maxi, sorry, all these wild characters, block strings and stuff that they've been doing since Soul Calibur 2. Mm -hmm. And like these players know this shit. I don't want to catch up on 15 years of knowledge. And that's the same reason I didn't play old Guilty Gear games. It's the same reason I don't play Tekken. It's too much to catch up on. Now, if there's a 2D fighter, even if it's an anime air dasher, I know that 
almost like like 98% of the time, if you hit me while you're in the air, that's an overhead. And if you're on the ground, I should be crouch blocking. And that's just universal for all 2D fighters. I think it makes it much easier to go from Street Fighter to any other 2D fighter. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I go from Tekken to Soul Calibur, I, don't, I can know everything about Tekken. And then I'll go to play another 3D fighter and I get my shit pushed in because I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So I, I think I think that is a problem, at least competitively speaking, for our for our sake and our scene for 3D fighters. But that's only for me. Like, that's only my right. experience. I would imagine other people have gone through that, too. But maybe not. Maybe I'm just bad at 3D fighters. And <laughs> I that's mean, just the way it is. A couple of things. One, I mean, I will say as a person who has played Soul Calibur uh, 6 a lot. Well, pseudo once a week, I guess it's not really a lot, but like, it's a um, lot. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as Tekken, especially for legacy knowledge, because there's a lot of things that. But oh yeah, pr- there is. Not, there is. It was. It was too much for me to want to catch up on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And two, I think that's why I love what Strive did. I was glad Daisuke went that route and said, you know what, screw Legacy players, let's just kind of start over again. I'm down with that, because I think Legacy knowledge is one of the biggest things holding people back. Uh, I do want to add, though, you know, if I wanted to go the Seth Killian route to answer this question, uh, one of the main things that 3D games is missing are projectiles. Um, Projectiles create a very different kind of mindset when you play in a 2D game because now you can fight from just absolute crazy ranges and spaces and have different attack vortexes and stuff. Seth had a whole article talking about why projectiles were so great because it's not just close-up fighting. Like, I talk about the Ryu versus Guile match in Super Turbo and why is that match so good because at full screen... There's a difference on who has an advantage compared to this, compared to this, compared to this, compared to this. 3D games, you know, because it has the sidestepping built into it, nullifies projectiles in a weird way, you know. And in, 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 there's something about just being able to see the projectiles and having to deal with them in a 2D frame that helps. Like I said, this is kind of where Seth talked about in projectiles for a while. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure that's true, but that is another factor to present is that 2D games... I mean, it's one of the reasons why I prefer Soul Calibur to Tekken a lot nowadays, because the Soul Calibur weapons, the horizontals kind of feel like... Right, and they they produce... and, and, And the horizontals are based... Like, Ivy's running A, which is a horizontal mid that reaches halfway across the screen, might as well be a projectile, because you right. can't crouch it, you, you can't sidestep it, like, it's just there. And so, to me, I like that about Soul Calibur, that you have the different distances and stuff like yep, that. I so, agree. I agree. Um, I mean, look, it, it, feels, it feels to me like some of the things that we're talking about here are not, like, inherent problems with 3D games. So I think that's right. part of why I'm not really sure mm-hmm. what the what the reason is. It doesn't need to be the case that 3D games that none of the 3D games have great netplay. I don't know. That's just an accident of life. <laughs> and it doesn't need to be the case that they're very focused on legacy knowledge. Could could totally be like a strive or like a, what, like whatever <laughs> right. other series, uh, right? But when when, when the 3D no, game is, is no striveified, then I'll, I'll hop in. But until then I think I'm good. Right, but this is but, that's but why like, I was saying who's making new mm-hmm. 3D games to to try this out, right? Presumably, there's some reason why they're not doing that as much. Caliber Six even is a few years old at this point, 
Tekken is older than that. Virtual Fighter is trying to make things happen from a hundred well, years ago. Tekken Seven's been at nineteen Evos. I swear. <laughs> right. Right. It really has. Right. Yeah. So like, why? Why isn't there? Why isn't there a new one? It's got to be some other reason than just than just the things that we've been talking about. And, and that's not. not but sure. see, that's where that's where my original point on talking about Harada. Someone in the chat was like, "Really, James? One game is holding back the genre." But you know, Tekken is the forerunner of this genre. You know what I mean? They are the leader of this genre. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, as long as you are stuck in this kind of methodology that, you know, you just keep building it, it's just legacy over and over and over again, you're not going to get the audience who are clamoring for that other kind of game, right? Because, I mean, if you do introduce one, I mean, what is it that would make it not a 2.5 fighter it's just that you can sidestep is is that really just all it comes down to right yeah i mean essentially and usually the way things are animated the speed of attacks yeah. like what your fastest your fastest normal in tekken's usually like 12 or 13 frames right right yeah, whereas a tree fighter it's three frames it's it's much different in that regard right uh, i don't that doesn't uh, like seem like it needs to be necessary either though right but, I, it but you're right it probably like, doesn't have to but that is a, a difference of those games sure it's that is a that is a difference among the games as as they exist but i don't i don't know man i feel i just think there's something that i haven't figured out on this yet yeah. and, and again uh, i don't want to sound like as a result I know a lot of people. Listen, here's the truth. Two D games are better. Hold that shit, three D players. We've <laughs> been holding this down since '91. What's it gonna be? Run up. Look, wow. I was Two just about more? to say. I don't want to say that Tekken Seven is doing anything wrong or doing anything bad. Yeah, man. Bad. Yeah, no. I want. I want people to be able to enjoy the games that they're playing. Of course, I would have kept playing Caliber if the online was good. It was just a factor Dude. of me not being able to to play it online. Yeah. That's, I really liked the. I spent probably six months playing that game. I really so liked Soul it. Soul Calibur was it is still. It didn't. Really it didn't good. need to be how it how it went down. It could have been better than mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've said it before. Like, I really do feel like Tekken Eight. They just need to change things up because, like, you know, a lot of things like the Electric Wind God Fist is still the way it is because of the joystick button input, right? Like, that's the only reason why that it, it still exists the way it is is because it's meant to be played on joystick buttons because it's hard to hit a diagonal plus a button on the exact same frame, you know, kind of situation. But once you get a cross up then or a hitbox, it's just like wee <laughs> kind of thing. So I hear you. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. Our thoughts, such as they are, not very helpful. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we didn't really have any good reason, but just a lot of spitballing, yeah, a lot of spitballing, and I, and I think that's cool though, because this is a topic that needs to be discussed. Because I want to see more three D. I want a freaking Soul Caliber seven. Okay, please. I want a two D Tekken. I want a two D Soul Caliber. Give me all the two. Turn up the three D fighters into two D fighters. Dude, all right? Genesis Virtua Fighter two. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's oh, I don't know about that. That's funny. Yeah. It's 2D. It's awful. There was a 2D Virtua Fighter on the Genesis. Yeah, it's real so, bad. Yeah. Imagine it's owning terrible. a Genesis. You screwed up. Yeah. Come on. I had I had a Genesis and a Super Nintendo. How does oh, that make you feel? I did okay, have well, both. I did have both. My Genesis eventually died because this was before power sur- surge protectors were a thing, and you just had, you know, multi-strips, basically. And so uh, a surge definitely killed my Genesis and my uh, NES Damn. advantage at the same time. Oh, so 
was not fun. Yeah, I, I agree with folks in the chat. I would like to hear what Tekken and Cal and like longtime dedicated caliber players would like to hear. Would like yeah. to yeah, I would like to hear it too. Yeah, that would be very interesting. I agree. All right, let's move on to the mailbag where we answer stuff from people. Good job, David. Wait, well, that was a great intro. Yep, you did it. You did Nailed it. it. Here we go. Mailbag time. Here we go. The first question comes from uh, Drem via Twitter. If a fighting game implemented Dark Souls style messages, where could you see tips from other where you could see tips from other players, but only in sentence fragments with limited vocabulary? What kind of message would you write to have it appear during your worst matchup in a fighting game? Let me tell you, man, I'm going back to Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, and I'm hovering over Q in that game. And when I do so, the little runes pop up and they say liar ahead. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it, David. Don't do it. <laughs> just, just move away from the Q. Step away. Never get involved. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, if if it were, like if if it was like Cammy, you're hovering over Cammy and your opponent's Honda, or you actually go in that match, the message might just come up and just be like, pick someone else or something. You don't have the right. Oh, yeah, you don't have the right. I would just leave that everywhere. <laughs> you don't have the right. Oh man. Oh, my blockery. You want to get out? You don't have the right. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah, just put jump here everywhere, right? So there you go. Oh, uh, I saw, I saw. Um, what was the phrasing now? Uh, when I was playing Elden Ring the last time, there was some boss that was easy, and after I beat it, you know, all the all those runes pop up from other people who have beaten it, and a lot of them were like. It wasn't get good. It was like skill, like acquire skill, something like that. <laughs> that I really like. I thought that was good. So I'll, I would put some acquire skill in there as well. I would. I would have a message popped up that anytime I crouch says, "Didn't expect head." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, just, I would just put stupid shit like that. Uh, skill issues. That what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> oh my god okay. uh, didn't expect weak foe that's true yep that's a common one that's a common one yeah i'm just leaving didn't expect weak foes everywhere but oh no it was me liar ahead david don't do it don't do it <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right and our last mailbag question for the day gabo asks uh, what RPG game or series would you like to see adapted into a fighting game? I know we always get like what franchise, and my answer is always something like Avatar. You know, like the the Last Airbender that I would love to see a fighting uh, game. We like have that. Nick Brawl, thank you. Okay. True, Got him. true, true. He's in there now. Him and Korra are both in there now. And Toph. Got him. Um, oh, is Toph in there? That's right. That's right. Toph, she is yeah. in there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. This one is specifically RPG game or series. Which one would you like to see in there? Uh, man, this is hard for me to answer because I don't play a lot of RPGs. They have never been my favorite genre, even a little bit. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we've already had Final Fantasy because. Final Ur Fantasy guys. characters weren't Ur guys, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of already happened. Dissidia. And they were like the top tier characters, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, Dissidia was a thing. I, mm. So I feel like Final Fantasy's been done. I don't know, man. I Maybe like 
Legends of Dragoon. Because I thought that was a dope... <laughs> I thought that was a dope RPG that should have got a sequel and never did. Hmm. So, I guess that would be mine. Like, I, I don't really... I don't play a lot of RPGs. It's hard for me to answer. I want to have a, a fighting game based off of Destiny of an Emperor, the Capcom role-playing game on the NES based on the Romance of the Three Kingdoms genre. Oh, wait, they already did. There was a fighting game out there called Sango Fighter, which actually took the uh, Sangoa Fighter, basically, which took all of the I famous warriors into and made them fight each other. And in fact, the original Dynasty Warriors was a fighting game, straight up a fighting game, not a Musou destroy everything That's game. actually true, yeah. Yeah, I had I Dynasty. Think my, answer, my answer is now... I would make a fighting game out of Knights of the Old Republic because it doesn't doesn't say it has to be a Japanese RPG. Mm-hmm. I would make a Star Wars fighting game there if it would be any RPG. Hey, okay. that existed as well already. Masters of Terracotta. It, it did, it did. But I would make a 2D one. That's a 3D one. <laughs> oh, man. What about well, you, David? I guess I would stretch this a little bit and say that I would like to make it after my favorite MMORPG which is the world of Warcraft. And even though I don't play it anymore, because I can't on account of being addictable to it, uh, I, would, I, would, I would really like that. I think that there's a lot of really interesting potential character designs that you could do. Like some of the, you know, thinking back, like some of the classes or some of the raid bosses or whatever um, could be sort of like, some of them are clearly zoners. I mean, or could be made into clear zoners. Some of them could definitely be made into just like general rushdown. Some of them could definitely be made into grapplers for sure, like big tanky dudes. So I, I think that that actually could be really sick. And it's been, it's been like kind of joked about for a long time that Blizzard would make a Fighters of the Storm type game. Like in Overwatch, there's an arcade. Well, and like Rito beat him there. to it. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I think, that, I think that could be cool. That's what I would like. My favorite Jim, MMO. RPG. Oh yeah, yeah I'm addicted too. I'm yeah, very addicted. All right, I think you could shelve we the did table it. on that. Huh. Anyways, <laughs> okay. Uh... Undertale fighting game. Dang, I don't know if that that doesn't make sense to me. I'll be honest. As somebody who really likes Undertale, that like that was a very meaningful game for me. I I don't see the characters in that like making sense in a fighting game. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Huge Elden Ring bosses in fighting games. I'm trying to think of Dude, I, I thought about that actually, because I was thinking about this question beforehand. TV I thought about saying Dark Souls. Yeah. I mean oh. I can kind of see that. Like it there certainly are already fighting game ish elements to the game. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a big stretch. Invasions, right? So mm. I mean, like this way you play the game, blocking yeah. and spacing and yeah. punishing and it's very Dude, Dark Souls, and Dark mix Souls. Ups. Dude, bosses are mixing you up all the time. Dude, Dark all Souls. The time. Did you know is... did you know Phelong can do one Rekka or two Rekkas <laughs> or three Rekkas? <laughs> can you Dude, believe it? Dark Souls knows it. Dude, can you honestly, believe the audacity of these Dark Souls bosses? Dark Souls is one of the easiest ways to teach people how to play fighting games, dude. It's like stop mashing. Rumbleverse is dark is a Dark Souls game, fighting game, like no joke. The the lot of the same principles in Dark Souls right, is in Rumbleverse. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Guard cancel or like guard. Yeah, I guess guard canceling, what you call it, is in the game. Uh, you can cancel your attacks just like with a roll, just like 
Dark Souls. Like it, it's very similar. It's very very similar. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, we nailed it, everybody. Congratulations. Congratulations. Good job. We did it. Hey, check out our coupon code UCTV for 20% off all orders and free shipping on manscaped.com. I saw people talking about this in the chat earlier. This is only the third week that we have had ads. Like, ever. Not, not literally ever, but in a super ever. long time. No, we definitely had, like, the, the, the figures and stuff from, from yeah, we, some we have them, but like in a long long time yeah and in this kind of way certainly maybe it's the first time so please support us and uh and use our code even if it's dude i don't know buy a buy the nail clippers buy the yeah, boxers whatever. boxers t-shirts yeah. you know like i got their boxers on right now i'm telling you show prove us it. <laughs> prove it right now live on stream Coward. well i didn't say that i can prove it but i i did say i'm telling you that i have them uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> lawyer lawyer speak oh man anyway okay. please please support it if you can uh we have a four-week preliminary um sponsorship with them and if that goes well enough we don't actually need to get that many people to use codes to be honest and i'd like to continue rambling about ridiculous jokes and stories in the future it's a lot of fun um, so uh, please, please to support if possible. All right, <laughs> cool. Thank you guys for watching. I forgot to get the birds ready to go here. Let's oh, actually no. do that. For You're you listening guys. to David's beautiful speech. All right, what are you doing the rest of the night? Our uh, probably smoking a bowl and going to sleep. Sounds great. I'm going to eat dinner? Question mark. But I'm not sure what it's going to be. Ramen. Nailed it. There you go. Nailed it. That sounds hella good. That sounds hella classic ramen. Soy sauce flavor. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I think, I mean, I've got stuff I need to work on, so I'll be doing some work, so. James woke up an hour ago. Basically, yep. I've got my day <laughs> just started. For two hours. My you day, woke up an hour ago. My day just started. All right, so, all right. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. All right.